0: Pros. It's time to break new ground on familiar turf. Nearly every one of your customers can benefit from drainage or stormwater management, and everything you need to get started can be found at Site One Landscape Supply. From a wide selection of drainage solutions to must-have resources to real-world expertise, Site One digs deeper than any other supplier, ensuring you're fully equipped for growth. Visit your nearest Site One branch today to add drainage and let the profits flow.
1: You can find links to the shows, mp3 files which you can download, or links to your favorite platform like iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and all other major sources. You can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at MarlenePardo.com. You can also purchase books and merchandise there, and you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pellicer. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at supernaturalstorytime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary, and you can find links at nightshadediary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird you can visit the stranger than fiction stories tab at miami ghost chronicles.com i do want to thank you all for being part of my audience and i think you are all wonderful hi everybody this is marlene with miami ghost chronicles stories of the supernatural how is everybody doing today good i hope i'm doing very very well uh, one of the reasons is because i have a fantastic guest that has been here before and the gentleman he is as a matter of fact i was telling him right now he's a great storyteller you know as a guest he's got excellent stories uh and he's also an author of books and he hails from kentucky which i was telling him you guys got so much haunted and paranormal stuff going on but anyway uh who i have with us tonight is steve asher now steve is a paranormal researcher he's also a freelance writer and artist he and he has previously he worked for 10 years in law enforcement and as a correctional officer. And he's traveled worldwide. He's, uh, he's a native of Kentucky. Now, he's written uh, four books. Two of them just came out this year, which is the ones that we want to talk to him about, which is The uh, Haunting of St. Vincent Academy. And then he's also got The Great Mud Flood Conspiracy, the thing that we all got wrong. So let me bring Steve on, and we're going to take off straight into that. Because believe me, there's. It, I've I've talked to Steve before about the uh, these books, and they're absolutely fascinating. How are you doing today, Steve?
2: know hey, I'm doing swell. I appreciate you having me back on.
1: No, absolutely, it is my pleasure. I love. I mean, I like I said, you have uh, not only your own personal experiences, but there's so much fodder as far as hauntings and paranormal and so many interesting things going on in Kentucky. I mean, I've been to Kentucky and. Uh, but there's, there's a wealth of information over there for the paranormal researcher. But anyway, let's get into, um, these, uh, these books that you've, both of, both of which came out this year, right?
2: Uh, yes, correct. Uh, I had the, St. Vincent uh, Saint uh or the holdings of the St. Vincent's Academy okay. that come out any part of the year. And then maybe another, it wasn't really
1: that long. It was maybe another month, month and a half, I think.
2: The uh, the great mud flood, the thing that we all forgot, came
1: okay. out. Okay, which one? Do, take us where you want to go. Which one do you, you want to go to, St. Vincent's? If you could tell us about, because uh, this this uh, haunting, this is these are true hauntings, uh, ghost stories, right? As far as what's happened there, or, or can you tell us what is St. Vincent's Academy?
2: Okay, uh, St. Vincent's Academy was founded. Okay, it's in Union County, Kentucky, which mm-hmm. has Uniontown, Morganfield, places like that. Well, uh, that was founded I believe eighteen twelve um and then eighteen twenty I believe the St Vincent's Academy opened, and it had i understand this had been one of the first schools in that area, and they kind of just really the towns and the little areas built up around the church, like a lot of older smaller towns right. you know uh religion was a very large part of people's lives there, and it just was what it was, and luckily. You know, the Catholic Church and stuff did a lot in you know, regards of uh, different type of education, and they'd always had you know three or four different sort of schools and lined up. Right. So it was uh, it really was the lifeblood of that area. And the, uh, the thing with St. Vincent's Academy, the book, is that it encompasses various buildings. Like there was the Saint uh, or the uh, um, Higgins Learning Center, okay. which we actually got to investigate. We physically went through, which is one of the chapters of the book. I wanted to make each book kind of slightly different. You know, the mm-hmm. first book, Honey's of the West, or uh, of the of Texas State Penitentiary, was about you know a lot of people who served there, be it inmates or which is officers or whatever. Uh, the next book was about which is the Western uh, of the uh, Western United like, touched more on special needs people and people that like some people go well, you yeah, know, inmate good, let them sit in there and rot forever. But right. then you think about well, these special needs people and these people have different. Needs, you know, some are criminally insane, some are just, you know, special um, and whatever. But, and so the third one, it touched on this this orphanage because there's, a, you know, there's different buildings had different lives, so just like right. a lot of old buildings. Mm-hmm. And it'd been like uh, spots had been like for wayward mothers, there had been,
3: right. you know,
2: uh, kind of like unwanted children,
3: mm-hmm. a lot of
2: stuff like that. And this is no, no different to that rule. But, so what I did was I included the schools, the outline areas, which touched on some of the urban legends of the area. Mm-hmm. And uh including like the Hart Brothers, which was basically America's funeral killers. And I got some pretty cool accounts of ghostly activities about these guys, which I'll tell you more about in a second. But okay. um the way it worked is is that to answer the original question, yes, these are this is fiction based on true events. Right. So I change certain locations and names and whatnot. Okay. And as usual, when you start playing around with people's faith, you've got to be respectful. It's not a smear for the for a Catholic church. I have no problem with Catholic Church doing anything. Um, and the first thing people will ask me, like, was there any abuse? Was there signs of and people? <laughs> as far, I did not get one story like that.
1: You know what? People don't realize that back then, I mean, you know, we look at things through our modern day sensibilities. And well, I'm not talking abuse, but, you know, back then, like like you said, that they would send here, you know, widows, orphans, the criminally insane, the mentally insane. Yeah, they would just lump everybody together because this was the best they could do. Okay, but we look at it sometimes through our modern day stuff and we're like, my God, God. You know, how could they send right. uh, somebody well, that's there? Well, the you can't, um,
2: well, it's better than them the to death. It's better exactly. than them to death in the street. It's better than them mm-hmm. being molested, right. beaten, or uh, put into, you know, sometimes people take people with facial deformities and put them in circuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff, all yes. kinds of stuff. So, you know, like you said, you have to look through the, the prism of the time. Exactly. You have to look at the sensibilities and the, the social morality of the time. But um, but yeah. So anyway, and it touched on that. But and it also had, like I said, the, the Higgins Learning Center,
3: okay. which
2: and at, at the end of its time, became like a home for kind of like special needs adults. But it also had some children, as I understand, because in our investigations, we were getting the sounds of children, and the activities of children, like playing with playing with toys and laughing and giggling, okay. all that stuff. So. Um, but that's sort of the outside of it and the thing is that makes a difference again or difference in that book again is the fact that we included one of our investigations and it had quite a bit of activity in the building and if you want we kind of go into some of that or wherever you want to go with this
1: you know uh, let me tell you something first of all absolutely yeah i mean saying what the history is it's i mean it's understood that besides residual there had to have been active hauntings there because just because of the nature of what happened in those walls you know despite the best intentions of whoever built this place you know i know a lot of times these places were short-staffed so i'm sure a lot of things took place but yeah let's 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 hear some of the interesting stories that you came across and um that you said this was what built pre-civil war or was it built after the Civil War?
2: No, no, no. It, I mean, it, it, basically, the town was settled by by these nuns. I believe it was these sisters. Um, oh my goodness! I don't have paper for me. Uh-huh. Sisters of the Blessed.
1: I know they have. The a, they have sometimes they have names that you're like what? Ball. <laughs> Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, In my um, experience, usually they would do one of two things or both. Eventually, either establish a school or a hospital. That's usually the way they would do that because. Right. Yeah, and, and both
2: are great ideas. Yeah. Both are great ideas. So, um, <clears throat> what happened was, from the advent, okay, they got the school set up. This is that everything was okay. They they were very, they stayed very active until about the eighteen fifties. Now, this is of course more more or less around the times of the Civil War,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: a lot of the students then stayed home to help the family, or older older kids or older young adults went off to war, and the other kids helped around the farm.
3: Right, and there was
2: an incident. Actually, in that area where this is a very active area for the Civil War because the Wabash Rivers, the convergence of the Wabash Rivers, connects with like the the Ohio and comes on down, uh, kind of borders the way the county borders uh, with the next county up. So, uh, anyway, back during this time, there was a lot of civil, uh, you know, civil war going on. And people, there was a story where. This smaller farm, you know, or like groups of farms, all like more or less stayed in their houses for a day because they were firing and shooting and killing and shooting up everything. Okay. And when people were trying to come out, somebody was sniping at the farmers. Wow. So they ended up staying there for a few days. And finally, whatever reason, they were, the, the man left or something happened to him. Finally, they creeped out and they looked and says Oh my God, I don't. All the all the pigs are gone. All of this and that's gone. They still want their pigs, right? So they're freaking out, and then they're starting to look around and they're following footprints of the pig. And it's like, no, I, I think maybe they broke out because they were hungry. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to feed them for days, so hunger overtakes them. They break, big ball push the fence, break it, and they're out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, in looking around, they're hearing sounds of the pigs up in the high grass, and went. Like, well, they ran down there probably to get water from the streams, or oh, those stupid pigs, right? So anyway, the guy say, "We're going in, uh, and you keep uh keep the pokes. And pokes were more or less bags that farmers would put pigs in." Okay. Ask your if has a grandma or a great grandma around. Ask them about a pig and a poke. That's a thing, I especially I in it. the south. So, so anyway, <laughs> they went they went up there and they're looking around and they're still hearing kind of these pigs, and uh, they were trying to get one that was that kind of left from wherever it had been, and they slipped past the farmers. And they said, hey, get ready, they're coming through." And they thought, "Well, they're just all going to run and whatever." Well, they hear the woman starts screaming her head off, so they're like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" So the the main guy says, "Hey, you know, keep an eye out in case this is something going on. I'm running out, give me the gun." <laughs> he runs down, and the woman is just freaking out. Drop the bag. Just and I was like, "What are you doing? We're trying to." <clears throat> she couldn't talk. She couldn't talk, eyes as big as saucers, and, and she's, like, she's like, what is wrong with you? And pointed over to the pig, It it kind of ran back into its little cage, and to its pen. It's like, why do not you put the thing up? You know, what's going on? The pig turned around, and it had uh, what appeared to be a leg joint with a foot. Oh. So they all went up into the, these pigs. And what had happened was there had been a very big war, a very big battle, and there was like a lot of bodies were
1: left. Oh my God! And they were feeding our, on that. We're,
2: well, we're jo- okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Civil War surgeons.
1: They're yes. quick. Oh my God! Yeah, that they would they would do all these uh, ampute- amputations and
2: right. Well, oh. that's not even the worst part. Well, first of all, you find all these pigs and they're bloated, they're rolling in this. I mean, you can literally... See, it ever seem like you've seen like a, uh, like a baby in a, human, in, a, in a mom's stomach kind of pushing? And you kind of say, well, it looks like an elbow. It looks like a foot. You can kind of see the, the, right. the limbs right. poking. You know, they gorged themselves so much. But what was the worst part? There were screams. It was like, that sounds like a person. Sometimes when people fall into like a certain state, they'll go, okay, no, he's dead. He's not
1: going to make it. Oh, but my God. Somebody had, that had, that had the thrown there that they thought was dead?
2: And they f- were feeding on this guy, which, of course, he died.
1: Oh, And this is documented
2: wow. in the history. And I'm going, man, I mean, I thought my county was jacked up. This is insane. <laughs> oh, and it yeah. continued even before that time. Even before that time, you let me add to that, people can still hear the sound of squealing pigs and cries of men for help.
1: Oh, my God, that's horrible.
2: That, right. And, and that wasn't even a chapter. That was just the intro to the book. That wasn't even a chapter. So, what happened to... We were talking about the Harp Brothers. The Harp Brothers, some okay. people say that they were Englishmen, other people said they were Scottish mercenaries, loyal to the crown during the time of the uh, colonial, colonial age. Right. Ages and stuff. Okay. So, anyway, the people that did not want to keep being cool with the king, I know I'm still this very off off the cuff, but cool with the king. But anyway, um, it was a thing where they would have these guys that will If they won't pay by choice, we'll make them pay by blood or we'll make them pay by whatever. Mm -hmm. So these guys, not only did they, were uh, highwaymen, cutthroats and all that, they had rape gangs, literally rape gangs. And they would kidnap uh, young women, sometimes very young, seven, eight years old.
1: Oh, my God.
2: And the ones that they didn't kill or rape, they took them and added them to their party. So by by the time they're 12 or 13, they're, they don't even know where they're from. Almost a, a very Manson-esque vibe. So, oh,
1: my God. And what happened
2: beyond that? That's not even the worst part. Are you ready for the worst part?
1: Let's hear it. Why not?
2: I'm like, okay. okay. Which, let me go with record rape is, rape is horrible. But this is a little bit more gruesome in the overall. The ones that they did decide to kill. They knew, well, hey, you know, if there's no body, there's no crime. So they would take them, as I mentioned, to Wabash Rivers they would set and um cut them open stuff their mouth throats and bellies full of rocks throw them in the river and usually the ones sometimes the currents would carry them out into deeper water but sometimes not Mm -hmm. um it was not until a few years later that they were able to gather evidence against these guys there was a county i think it's webster county and because some of the people coming across the ferries and whatever were webster county people so they were able to ext- extradite these guys. Finally, okay. capture. There was a uh, big harp and little harp. There were two brothers, okay. and they took them over to the county. And this is after years and years. Now, actually, there were still crazy harp women running around. Okay, so they had sort of a thing if they said, "Oh, if we put them here in Union County, they'll break them out. They'll find a way in, right? Because there's so many of them." You know, it was like hills have eyes. Uh, so, that's
1: what I was thinking. They took them over there.
2: They were judged on the quit. I think they were hanged. I think either they were like hanged, shot, and then beheaded when their heads yeah. were put on pipes Perfect. in front of the courthouse. This was documented. Wow. And, um, well, that's fine and good. Very brutal times, would it said a message. It, more or less, and they said, Anyone that does this, this is what you'll get. Right. And they left the heads there for quite a while. Eh, heads like to rot. So after a while, the stench was bothering, you know, people coming in for whatever reason. And they said, this is not the image we want for the town. we get got one across. Yeah. So they put the heads right across the river, facing Union County as a secondary going, hey, you get to smell this, and this way you remember it. Well, uh-huh. over time, obviously, the, the harp Women kind of died out or got therapy or got committed or whatever. Um, Most of the gangs were done away with. And, of course, we weren't independent, so they had no real reason to stay there. So anyway, but what happened after this is what's so strange. Okay. It was a thing where they would hear men coming up and down the path. Them, sometimes they would be mounted on horsemen, horseback, so it almost like a headless horseman. Okay. But I was like, okay. And I said, them, that's, you know, maybe it's the urban, urban legends, but they said, okay. They were in the woods. And you would hear whistling. What do you mean whistling? How do you whistle without heads? it was oh, their neck holes. You'd heard gurgling uh-huh. and neck hole whistles, like, oh you God. know, trying to breathe, trying to vocalize, but their heads had been separated
3: uh-huh.
2: and they're looking for their heads. And then also sometimes they said that's the floating heads out into, out into the forest you know and that's, t- and that's Union County
1: and let me ask you were they the only ones uh, or the, did any of the other gang members or were they the two you know since they were it was their gang they were the ones um,
2: that
1: they were the fat cats uh-huh. and Okay. It,
2: yeah. it pretty much any you know, I mean don't understand it's like this sometimes if you don't join the gang oh, yeah. you know you become a gang member or you become fodder for the gang member yeah. but sometimes these people are, are like scared or coerced and like
3: mm-hmm.
2: well you know, you say anything, you'll get the same as them.
3: Yeah.
2: And there's a certain amount of that uh, Stockholm Syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. So, these were some really evil dudes. You know, um, what was the old thing from the uh, Corsican Brothers? You know, they uh, raped the fields and plunder the women, or whatever they said. Um, they're kind of reversal of it. They're just really really evil guys. And
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that. that, 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 that's that place. People don't realize that after the Civil War, there was a lot of I don't want to say criminals but a lot of men running around and women that were not the best citizens if you know what I mean and uh, yeah you had some really horrid characters like those two running around and let's face it the country was in disarray law and order was not what it should be as far as you know protection for the citizens so you have that
2: vibe of going um and like I said let me go on the uh (laughs) <laughs> go on the record i do not think the clan were a good thing but there were some people that swore that they kept them from being murdered or kept some sort of unit some sort of militia thing yeah they went way far with it but some sort of militia to keep some basic sim- semblance of order well just yeah, like these guys to yeah a
1: yeah I, I when i was writing the, my first book there was a story that there's a town in texas called belton it's like where the chisholm trail starts out of and mm-hmm. since they had sided with the south after the war they got punished you know and um right. you know of of course all the officials and everything were not southerners so basically these poor and out there you know people were living on their farms and ranches it's and they were all, all the criminals were they had nobody to defend them in other words a lot of the right. men had gone off to war never come back so the few men that were there got tired of getting basically victimized by all these criminals running around these gangs because that's really what they were that one right, time the they had a, yeah it they were rise. like nine of them in the jail they went in there they got them brought them out hung them all vigilante stuff this is strictly vigilante but guess what after that yeah. Most criminals would give a you know, not go really close to that area because they knew, hey, you know what? what? These citizens, these guys, these the men that you know, they're gonna they're gonna get you and they're gonna string you up. And yeah. what they did was, and then they buried their, you know, like in an unknown place. Nobody, they never brought none of these guys got in trouble. By the way, you know, I guess somebody said, well, okay, they're mad, let leave them alone. But yeah, they took nine criminals out of the jail cell and strung them up and then buried them in some, they say some corner of a cemetery somewhere.
2: Think about it like this. If you were a judge and you could not maintain an order, these guys did some stuff that the citizenry very much applauded. Hey, you probably wouldn't be a judge very long and you may end up in the same position those guys were. So. Sometimes you got to read the room, and you got to make a hard choice and go with the thing that's like, "Well, they're dead already. I can't save them." Yeah, so there like it is. Um, you, know,
3: you know, yeah, but frontier, people don't realize frontier, frontier, that that, uh, that,
1: that right after the war that you know, you know, how there was especially the further west you were from the you know from the eastern United States, you know, as far as what we think of as law and order and the sheriff, it, it was few and far between sometimes. So you had to well. The if you look at, I mean, everybody. Well, everybody talks about how
2: how civil the East was. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not true. Because if you look at Eastern Kentucky, it was a freaking <laughs> man. It was hard poor. Those guys, guys. Those guys didn't play. There's a reason they they talk about hill people and hillbillies. Uh, now it's kind of ha ha funny, but those cats were serious and um, similar to here. I mean, that's the thing. When you move away from what they call the uh, the Golden Triangle, you know, like Lexington. Louisville, Frankfurt, mm-hmm. money, money gets thin, and people are very much on their own. That's right. more where st- state rights come into play. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to a urban city, the more um, more democrat, more like liberal it is. And again, I don't have a problem with liberals any more than I have a problem with Republicans. Uh, I think they're both kind of wrong on certain levels, and maybe a little bit right on some too. But um, the further away you get from the creature comforts, the further oh, you get yeah. from Rome. The more wily it is.
1: Of course. And the
2: more you have to depend on yourself. You can't.
1: Right. You know, yeah. you're
2: not sweating around because they're not there to help you.
1: Right, no. And, and it's like, uh, and, if, and if help is not coming after a while, you're like, okay, we got to take care of this ourselves, which is what happened out there.
2: Right. Well, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, that's what you can understand is that um, just like certain isolated areas, because Union County is... Uh, I won't. I won't use the terminology. People who know what B B S E is <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's just kind of like a, out in the middle of nowhere, pumping in sunlight. <laughs> it kind of like that, and it's still a very small area. Right. And um, good people. I've met very good people, but they're very protective of their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this: when I did, right, when we did the investigation of Higgins Learning Center, and I'll tell you again some more about that. I apologize. Um. It had, like I said, it was in between going from a convalescent center to being sold. And when I spoke to people that found out they bought it, we started talking. I didn't tell them I was a writer. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's sort of like saying I'm a tax collector or, uh, you know, you want to hear the good work, they are going to get the word close in your face. So I was just like, yeah, man, that's crazy. You know, I know some people down here and got some friends that live in Union County. I always heard that place was haunted, you know, and – uh uh, you know, I didn't really get too much, into I investigated it, and they said, well, yeah, when we started moving, taking walls down and stuff, we had a lot of activity, because my wife won't even come here at night, you know, and, I mean, or she'll come in the day with somebody, but she won't come at all at night. I'm like, okay, and I said, well, yeah. listen, I need to tell you something, I said, I, I did check it out a few years back, and I was telling the stuff I heard, and he said, I've heard some of the same things, I've seen some of the same things, and I said, well, look, please be aware, I'll put them right in the book, I would love to include your stories in it, and he said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Cause I'm trying to open the business. I don't want it to be known as the haunted car, car station. Um, you know, I want my business. I need business. People here, they, they think I'm tied up in some occult or paranormal. They won't mess with me. But I had to respect his view.
3: Sure.
2: But it was one of those things that I knew that, A, the activity that was being seen was still there and mm-hmm. still in the hall and the things that don't exist anymore. Movement was coming up and down stairs that didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So,
1: that that, that that's, that's something else when you, when you hear that that you know. That it's not made up. It's like, be, but because they're existing on what was there before, you know, doors, right, walls, stairs, yeah. Time,
2: period, physicality is still real to them because mm-hmm. they're in that pocket of time, as we're in maybe in our pockets of time. Right. So, um, some of the things that we've seen there, if you care to hear it,
1: yeah.
2: Up back in the days when they used to use like. I think it was past well oil and stuff but it was like the type of oil that you'd pour into old um, heaters mm-hmm. kind of kerosene heaters and whatever came before kerosene i'm sorry i'm not an oil expert but there was uh as usual nuns and there was an upstairs and there was one nun they had been it was really cold it had been icy and they were trying to get all the uh all the snow kind of cleared out between buildings in case of whatever you know, to get the kids to kids different classes and different things, they still were trying to educate these kids. So everybody had worked from late to the later part of the evening. Well, for some reason, they didn't think of going. Oh, we need to go make sure that we fill the oil containers so it stays warm. Well, they—that's exactly what they didn't do. They didn't fill them, and they were had just run out. And so. There was a nun got one of the containers still in her long, what they, I think it's called a habit, mm-hmm. and was trying to fill these. Well, it's you know there was this also was kind of what provided some of their light, so they're trying to get everything turned on. Well, in the process, some of the uh, oil got on her habit, so when she lit it up, the fumes caught
1: right, so yes, yeah, went right
2: up. It. And those things, oh God, yes, really badly mm-hmm. burnt like 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 seventy, eighty percent of her body, wow. and so they were trying, they try to. Put her out the best they could. They tried to take her out and put her in the snow to do something, and it's just and she died. Okay. She fled. And she just she couldn't she couldn't survive that. Well, after this, years later, people started saying that they they would see a nun. Now, this is not like the nun from that movie. Right. This is not like you know mm-hmm. a spooky, long faced ghostly monster. This is a shadow, pure shadow. Okay. And what happens is. There's a curse connected with her. Really? Okay. What they told me when I went there, the first thing before I went to the door, I said, look, i got to tell you something. And it says, if you see a figure upstairs, that used to be the old uh, heat you no know, for upstairs, for right by the right side where the electronic uh, furnace is now. So that used to be an oil burning furnace and an untied there. Awesome. I'm very sorry to hear that. It says, well, thank you, but that's why I'm telling you that. They said, if you see a shadow it looks anything like a nun, even if you just see a shadow period, please do not go after it. And I'm like, okay, why? I mean, you don't want us to fall the steps, you want us to destroy something. I said, no, obviously we want you to be safe, but there's a curse connected with it. And I'm like, come on, come on, man. It, it, seriously, I've never heard about the curse. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode, you know, right, Scooby right. and the Curse. Nun. Right. And she says, I said, Give me background. They said, well, we had two different people in the last 30 years. Um, that I mean, several people have seen it. They probably had a hundred people see it. Right. One guy. One guy was a was put in the electronic thing, or the electronic furnace, and saw somebody. And it was after hours, so somebody snuck in. He took half after it. The thing, like it did, it was off the ground. It like hovered. Okay. You know, glided in the air, took off like a shot. Whoosh, gone. So he's running after. It, like what the hell is this? What, what am I seeing?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That's the first one. There's another one was a, um, I think one of the ladies working in the, um, when it was a convalescent center, saw the same thing. It took off and it went, it went to the back where, I guess, the open area was, which was, would have been where the snow would have been. She ran out, didn't find anything. Both of these individuals, of their sightings within six months, died of mysterious, some of the mysterious illness.
3: Oh.
2: That's and the too much of a coincidence. Right. On. right. It's very weird, and the place has been checked for radon, the check, has been checked for all kinds of different gases, their exposure, asbestos, as everything. There was no history, of anything, in these guys. They were for, the whole family bloodline was super healthy. It was just a really strange occurrence. But they said, maybe it's an occurrence, but it's enough that I wouldn't chase after it.
1: Right, yeah, just forget, I wouldn't.
2: Right, so now we saw stuff like in taking photos we would see a lot of shadows going across the wall where there shouldn't be any light blockage um, because our cameras are mainly the main lights in there other than very minimal, um, what would you call it, security lighting, you know, just to see inside the building, the wall. Well, we would take shots, and we would have long streaks of shadows going across like dining hall areas through the hallways. And uh, we had actually got what looked like the outline of a, the, the head of a nun with a little white habit, you know, the black and white looking. Wow. Know, the pink one outfit. I don't think it would be just removable. That was freaky. But the weirdest stuff was stuff that we got on EVPs. We were going through, there's a main hallway, uh, and then there's a, uh, and it kind of tees off, one side's boys, one side's girls, with the main hallway for uh, doctor's office uh, administration, a common area. And they could watch television and play games and activities. Uh, So anyway, we were coming into where the voice section was, and the door started slamming behind us. And I said, take some some photos down this hall. And I said, and I I told my wife, and I said, I've just got a really heavy feeling. Please, you know, do a voice recording. So the temperature was about a 10-degree temperature drop, which is not – insane but it, it went from like a 10 to about a 30 degree temperature drop and okay. then it went right back up well we listened to the EDPs you could hear a little boy going can I go home oh can I go can I go home now well the thing was that was weird enough. well I started looking at these pictures some stuff was just very mundane not a lot of activity what I kept seeing in this hall but it was almost completely shadowed and I'm like, the flash had illuminated a good part of this hall, you know, because we use IR lights and all kinds of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I, I, I kind of highlighted that picture, and I said, I'm gonna come back to it. Well, other things, life, other investigations happen. I come back kind of with fresh eyes. I start playing with it. Changing the contrast of bringing up the resolution. Right. And I'm like, man, that, that looks like a way on the left. You know, like a, what a pill cart looks like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, like you have a sort of a little bottom platform and a top platform that's got like a little lip so stuff don't roll off.
1: Right.
2: I looked there, and I could see these two big bright eyes, but it had with a human shape outline of a face.
1: Oh wow!
2: I brought the lady, who I will call Tanya. Okay. Who was able to get us in there, and I said, I want to show you. I want to show you three things. I said, you remember when the – because she was with us. Do you remember when the door was slamming? She's like, yeah. I said, we had temperature drops. I showed her the, the, the vocal – or I showed her the, the picture and also po- played her the BVP, And she went, oh, my God, Ryan? And I'm like, what? Who who is Ryan? He says, there was a little boy that lived on that hall who would always like to hide under the – I mean – he was obviously able to be seen. It's like a five, you know, four-year-old. You can't see me. They put their hands over eyes. Right, right. He would, like, hide. So the nurses that at, like, they didn't see him. And he'd go, rah, you know, oh, you're scaring me, Ryan. Right. Well, and he was, like, a younger younger adult, you know. Uh-huh. But And I said, well, what, well, what happened to him? He said, well, he, he, uh, he died here. And I went, oh. so wow. And then we had another EVP. We went outside because we had some members that smoked. And I'm very funny about do anything of an in investigation that could you know pollute the findings
1: right, right. i said
2: okay well, well all the doors are locked we will go out front i'm gonna leave a recording in that hallway in the kind of uh commons area we went out front not a soul was in there we went out front we come back well and i'm starting to listen to this uh later that night and i hear like a Like if something gets closer to the mic, it gets louder, That it fades. Okay. And it was sound like a, like a skip skip, 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 like a kid's skipping or hopping. Okay. Well, and I'm like, that's really kind of weird. Then you heard kind of a giggle. And again, I said, hey, I'm sorry to keep bugging you with this. And I said, i am keep finding stuff. And I said, listen to this. And she said, was there anybody? I said, no, there's nobody in there. And because it sounded like, you know, like someone was kind of bouncing with a ball. And and they said, I don't know what that And they started thinking about it. And they asked another lady and she said, oh, that might have been, I forgot her name. It might have been like Rebecca. And they said, we had a girl who had been in a car accident and uh, gave her brain damage. But other than that, she was ambulatory and could run and climb. Right. We'll come to find out we uh, used to would run up and down that hall doing that same thing. She would giddy up like she had a, like a horse, like a okay. horsey.
3: Right.
2: And I said. Did she die here? I said, no, no, no. I mean, she moved to another facility. I said, well, that's weird that we're hearing her here. Well, they did a little research for me, come uh-huh. to find out she died about a month after she moved. Oh, my God. So, I so to, to that
1: facility was open until when, then,
2: uh, That facility opened up as a care center in 1972, hmm. oh,
0: 78, somewhere okay. in that area. Okay. And it closed down like maybe we did it again Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks that's why we're building 5G right, that's why there's only one best network Verizon best network Verizon best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined not specific to 5g networks
2: I mean literally it had been weeks I mean it you could feel the energy of the people there it was so fresh
1: okay. and
2: um but it was not a lot of negative no abusive horrible stuff it was just
1: right you know it was yeah. what
2: it was yeah. so we I went to this one room. Now, a lot of the rooms had little stickers. They would give them stickers or Ezra Woods. They would stick them all over the walls. You know how a kid is.
3: Right. You give them a hand,
2: you know, you give them 15 Ninja Turtle stickers, you're going to have 15 Ninja Turtles all, all over yes, every bit of furniture a on the windows or the yeah. television. Anyway, so I went to this one room and it was a little bit nicer. It wasn't, you know, opulent, but it was, it was clean and didn't have stickers all over the walls. And I went, this room has a different feel. It's not bad. It's just different. And I uh-huh. said, um, Whose room was this? You know who, who who lived in here. And the woman later says, "Oh, that was a super a supervisor's building, you know, for whoever." It's been different supervisors. Well, I listened to it, the tape again, and I got yet again another EVP. And I didn't know that they had had priests running it. I oh. guess the priests were over it, where the the nuns did the other facilities right, and teaching. Right. So I didn't know that. Because I heard it, and when I said, hey, um, who, who's, whose area was this? I heard a guy in a very Irishy kind of row,
3: in uh-huh. so,
2: very breathy, you know, talk a bit more like this, you know. He said, that's the Father's building. Just like it. It still gives wow. me two specials, like, oh. It was like, geez, a crow. Because I didn't know. I did not know it was that active. And when we did the book... Because I was like, I'm gonna write about, I'm gonna write about Union County. I said, which is great, because we actually did investigation there. It is so active. So that was what so, was so fun about doing that. And uh, and and you know, obviously in a weird way. I mean, you have to. There's going to be death involved. There's gonna be some misery involved. Right, but that's sure. it comes with what you do. But uh, but yeah, it's extremely extremely active. I mean, uh, it, it included stories about like a wolf type creature, almost like a dog man. Really, this ties in. This ties into Slack Farm. I don't know how much time we got. Keep but going. Ties into go. Slack. Okay, okay. Yeah, you twisting my arm over here.
1: Yeah, go me. ahead. I'm Slack. twisted. I'm twisted. So, okay, go ahead.
2: Okay. <laughs> Slack Farm. Slack Farm was huge on a lot of levels. First of all, Native American burial plots had zero rights. They were like, if you went digging up uh, in a field and you come across arrowheads or a bone or a skull or whatever, just go, ah, that's super weird. I guess some some Indians, or whatever, grind it up and keep going. Right Now, some people would take, you know, try to move stuff out of respect, or if there was arrowheads, they would kind of save them and say, oh, this is, this is loan to the people from this time. They wouldn't send them, they just kind of keep them, as, oh, this is connected to this land. Right. My father-in-law was, was like that. But there was an area called Slack Farm in Union, Union County, and there were some guys came to the family it was a flag family and said hey we'll give you a thousand dollars a head if you give us permission to gather you know uh, you know pots and things okay. just give us free give us the freedom to do whatever you get a thousand bucks head there's 10 or 15 men that's a lot of good money in 1970s. oh yeah well they get they gathered a bunch they gathered they pretty much threw away most of the pottery weren't worried about arrowheads they wanted bones. They wanted skulls, oh, men, women, children, teeth, all this one. stuff. And they sold them on the black market. People, well, mm-hmm. words got out. I honestly, and it's one of these things, I come to find out that the person that returned them in was somebody who was bidding on the skulls, but they wouldn't meet their price. <laughs> so they turned around and burnt them. See? There you go. Yeah, got to be careful who you deal with. Oh, yeah, if you don't treat them right, they'll burn the you.
1: Disgruntled uh, cu- possible customer, but there you
2: go. Right? Yeah, yeah. The customer's always right, at least in that, that that incident. It's a horrible thing, but I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, but <laughs> yeah.
2: okay. You ready for the ready for the really wacky part?
1: So he so
2: the the guy reported it. Word got out to the media. Then it got out to like First Nations and like you know Native American groups. They lost their you know what mm-hmm. they took this all the way to the Supreme Court this is like after the Wounded Knee thing
3: it, yes you know, yes it, exactly Native American
2: Marsh, does it a very much you know aim and all that it was huge and they were saying look you plunder our stuff we'll plunder yours and they pushed and finally they got where Native American uh, lands like mounds and stuff are protected right. you will do the same thing as somebody went and dug up your grandma sure of course they will get you so it actually did a historical precedent, not paranormal, but it's important. After all that work was said and done, they it was they were put back as respectfully as it could be. The ground was rededicated by elders.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But ever since that, they've spotted Bigfoot type creatures and Dogman type creatures. I don't know if they're protectors of the area. There was a guy who went hunting, took his dogs um, close to there. You know, regular hunting dogs, seasoned okay. dogs, know what they're doing. Him and his friend went out, and they had a, had a pickup truck and had, like, a little uh, carry in the back to keep their dogs. Well, they go out, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock, trying to look, hunting coons or whatever things you hunt at night out there. So anyway, they're out there, and one of the dogs just takes off, you know, and these dogs aren't, they're, they're controlled, they're been taught, you know, you go, Set, boom! they set, they say, well, over. do they do? You know, they, they know what they're doing. One dog takes off after something, like a shot. They're yelling for it. Get back What are you doing? It, it's over here. You know, no, no, no. And he takes off into the woods. Well, the other one, soon follows suit. As the other one's running off, you hear some yelping and uh-huh. like a growl. Then you don't hear any yelping anymore. Oh! Uh, they're like, what's going on? And they're going to I don't know what's out there. It's a bear. I'm not playing with it. Them dumb dogs will come back in a minute, or they won't. So they go um, looking around for them for a little bit. Well, they come back to the car, and it's like I guess we just lost two dogs, you know, which is a lot of money. And they're like, well, didn't even get any any coons. So they go back to the truck, right? And they see something under the truck, and it's one of it's the second coon dog, and it's sitting there just shaking. It's I mean, not to be boring, it's pissed itself, it's frothing, it's freaked out.
1: Yeah, and it's, no, like it's very, it's, eat, very, like it's terrified, in it. other words.
2: Horrific, yeah, uh, un, a ghastly horror. You know, un, un, unconsolable. Well, they go, I don't know what happened to the other one, this one, man, let's just get it home. I'm, this is kind of, I'm getting creeped out now because I kept hearing noises crunching around and seeing outlines of large, like eight, nine foot tall, something back there. But so they go to put the dog back into the thing. The Dogs fight, you know, fight to get into the back of the, cu- the back of the truck. They go to close the uh, what do you call it, the tail bed, uh, and they see three or four very deep, large slashes in the back of the truck. I'm talking into metal. I'm talking 1970s can take a hit.
1: Right, the actual metal. Deal. Yes, back then. Yeah, that was... And
2: the guy. The 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 guy who just got the story through said he left. The dog was, st- you know, never was quite the same. Became a porch dog, and if it heard anything, not, it didn't matter what it was in the woods. or like the sun went down; it was in the house. Uh, it was never, never right. And he said he actually ended up getting, ended up uh, hunting, just stopped doing it.
1: Let me. Tell
2: you, and you yeah, know yeah.
1: that. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah let I me mean, tell you that that's that's a very that's a very interesting story it makes you wonder if um you know once the uh, the native americans once once they reclaimed that I, and you know they reconsecrated or rededicated the land it makes you wonder if any of their uh, any of the people there whether it was a medicine man or a shaman or whoever on purpose called you know, up those guardians
2: I'll go further I'll go further than that there's a lot of different tribes that come through here. Mm-hmm. Now, some people talk about like Skinwalker Ranch, like that's the only place they had skinwalkers, that's not true. You know, uh, Navajos and, and a lot of different tribes come through Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder if it was some, like a spirit of a skinwalker, because uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine, because mm-hmm. it, it's fairly common, and I said, you know, this is sort of like the Kentucky Skinwalker Ranch, this is such a weird situation. And as I understand it, it's kind of—I'm not saying that the government necessarily has taken over, but it's one of those you don't go up there.
1: And and what and what now. is it now? Is it just like a federal land or or a park or what is well, it? I, I think yeah, I think it's
2: went from like private lands to mm-hmm. some sort of preserve, okay, or a reserve. Um, so okay. I mean, again, I'm not 100 sure. So right, right. On that. But
1: nobody, but nobody's building anything out there. In other words, either it's like uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, yeah.
2: uh-huh. it just got weirder and weirder because the way the way it is, it's sort of off on. It's closer to Uniontown mm-hmm. on one of the smaller short roads. And uh, like I said, and that's why I try to include it because there's so much insanity in that one little area. And like I said, and this is Kentucky. I mean, I know crazy. And what people don't get is. Kentucky is kind of flying over, you know, now they'll go to New Orleans cause they're drinking in this, this and that, and a lot of crazy stuff, but they don't even realize, and that's not even touching on like, Oh, you know, Ozark witchcraft and all that stuff, you know, all this, all the stuff. Let me tell you right
1: something about. though. You, you know, that the, the people, the, the, the people that were selling those bones, you know what they were selling them for, right? For metaphysical, for, for the black arts that's why they didn't care oh, about I'm sure. the, they didn't care about the pottery they didn't care about you know arrowheads uh let me tell you something those bones belonging to the humans that were interred there and obviously they were not for scientific purposes no that was strictly for a metaphysical use probably they sold them for a lot of money too
2: yeah oh that's that's what i understand uh, gobs of money oh yes so, and that's what you're that's what you're looking at and like you said, it's, uh, it's a very strange area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you boy. Know?
2: And like I said, and that's not even touching on half of the stories with this. Which, uh, I mean, if you want to talk a little bit about the Blood Flood book, we can do that too. If yeah, to let's a go little to the, let's
1: go, I mean, yeah, that. Let me tell you something. It's like, and I know we briefly spoke about that. And you were telling me about this is such an interesting story about the premise of this book, Steve. Uh, you want to explain that? Because I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. I wasn't aware of it until you started telling me about it.
2: I had no clue, and I like to consider.
1: I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a paranormal
2: snob. There's a bunch I don't know, and I'm glad I don't because I get to learn stuff all the time. But I've heard of different things. I've heard of like Bermuda triangles and different bad things happening in areas. But this was apparently a worldwide thing. Depends on how deep you want to get with it. Some people can go, oh, before 16 1700s, because it was kind of out of the Black Plague. Well, some people say, well, it's because there were certain advanced species that were from the Nephilim bloodlines and like, you know, mm-hmm. fallen angels. And it can get, you can go really far, you know. Right. Some people even tie it in with flatter stuff. I, I didn't even touch that. I just left it to the facts or the supposed facts of the mud flood, supposedly around... I guess 1600s, 1700s into the early 1800s, there had been a series of very devastating calamities and like biblical proportions. You know, what, what, what did they say? Cats and dogs living together. It was bad.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. So, well, that's, I'm sorry. I'm, everything's movies with me. But so a lot of areas were completely flooded down with, okay. with, with, with you know, topsoil. In fact, they said the stuff with the uh, the dust bowl wasn't because of poor planning. It was because of a lot of the topsoil was gone due to this event. Okay. Well, if you look at St. Petersburg Chapel or Cathedral, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm blanking which one it is. Um, there are pictures of it supposedly in its um, erecting or construction. Okay. Well, uh, if you look, this is supposed to be a fairly affluent area. If you look at pictures of it and this is a bigger area. The roads were looked like they were dirt or mud. There were no people. I mean I'm talking no people. Okay. And the building itself looked like it was covered in eight to ten foot of mud, like they were excavating. You could see where it was stained up on the stained on the walls. And so there was a lot of parts of the building that looked that seemed to be underground. And okay. I know there's a certain amount of dirt and different things that settle. That's just, you know how it is. I said, well, they can look at strata of Earth and right. go, oh, this is from 200 years ago. This is from 400 years ago. Right. Well, this would not have made sense with that building. If you go to places like Seattle, like uh, where they talk about the, the, the underground.
1: Right, but that was uh, purposely they done. Of... They did that kind of on purpose though, as far as.
2: Right, but there are certain other certain areas where like buildings were like had windows into the earth. Like not really? like. It was, uh-huh. it was a lifted-up window. There should have been no reason for that. Short of a cataclysm in the ground, the building fell into the ground, mm-hmm. but you're going to know that. I think you're going to kind of know you had a devastating earthquake and it pulled 35 buildings into the ground. Of course. That would be big news.
1: Yeah.
2: No reports of this. And there were a whole lot of different places. Some of them are poor towns, but they're all over. And all these buildings have you know one or two stories underground. It was just a really quirky thing and it supposedly all come from the Tartan Empire. And the Tartan Empire was an area that basically was all of Russia, mm-hmm. bordering and I think taking over some of China and more, more countries, it was yeah, the with, largest Yeah, what uh, they
1: call the, the Russian steppes and stuff, yeah, out there, Tartaria, yeah. Yeah. Right, it
2: was huge. and But the thing was, supposedly, the history of this, this is where the... What you call it? A conspiracy theory. I'm doing air quotes. Conspiracy theory comes uh-huh. into play. Right. They feel that the reason that this even happened was there was a, the Tartans had advanced technology, be it them being descendants of Atlantis or whatever or mm-hmm. off-waters, who knows what. But anyway, they were kind of a breakaway civilization. Right. Well, they had the ability to have zero-point energy. They had the ability to move large pro- objects. Okay. With sound... And also, they could manipulate the weather. Well, that's all fine and good. They made wonderful things, and, you know, uh, people's lives are incredible. But they had jealousies, just like, you know, realm had two emperors. They would have different wars, kind of feudal things, mm-hmm. and they would use weather against each other, to the point it got so out of control, because there was areas all across the world that was servants of the Tartan um, Empire, to the point where, basically, there was a worldwide just – Uncontrolled surges of storms, because, you know, like the butterfly effect. You do something here, it will affect something. Right,
1: like a ripple effect. So bad. Right, a
2: ripple effect. And and just like a wave goes out, a wave comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. So it caused such calamity that it killed a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, And then apparently there were a handful of people that were the power, kind of the power brokers. They escaped. They suppress the, the uh, knowledge, but it ties in also with Nikola Tesla. Really? Tesla had all these patents, for different types of stuff, for zero-borne energy, death rays, weather manipulation. Almost half, almost half the stuff we're doing today comes from right. the things that were owned by the FBI yeah. right? shortly after his death in the New York Hotel. Right. Well, there's a thing I heard. I never heard this. Never, I asking Tesla. Like, you're just, how does it feel to be a genius? How does it feel to come up with all this? You know, how is it possible, one man? And, he, and basically he was like, it's not. He said, I had outside help. And it, it was like, you know, people's a No, not people. So you could either go, oh, he thinks he's talking to spirits, he's talking to angels, or he had some sort of connection with this other empire. Some people thought maybe perhaps he was even a descendant of these people are reincarnation of somebody who had that knowledge, and it never got lost. You know, because it depends on who you talk to. If you look at stuff like Edgar Casey and his prophecies, okay, much like the uh, token worlds, you know, you know what? Which world are you talking about? First, right. age, first age, second age, or fourth age? We keep having resets, and because we
0: get too big for our britches, and we we did it again.
2: Yeah. Knock it over.
0: And that's kind of where that comes from. And
2: where where it leads off is, for me, are we on that same kill switch? Are we on that same you know feeling of hubris that, oh, well, we can control this. We have that. And just because we can do it, do we need to do it?
1: And, 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 and basically what you're saying is that there's – which I'm not surprised that history as we know it is not really that. Let me use a nice word: accurate <laughs> or truthful, or that right. there's uh, parts of it that are not that are being omitted. In other words, is what you're saying.
2: Right. Yes. We'll see. Okay, and again, I listen to a lot of different people in regards to because I like to research stuff, even if it might seem nutty to me. If I find something that connects yeah. to something, I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's a probability. Yeah. I don't rule anybody out. Uh
1: uh-huh. um,
2: if you look at guys like I don't know if you've ever talking to Robert Suffer before.
1: I've heard, um, I, I, I haven't, but I've I've heard I've absolutely I've listened to uh, several of his videos. They're very interesting. As a matter of fact, especially Brian the one about West the Rh West. negative blood. The other they looking at that, but let's keep, keep keep going. I'm sorry.
2: Well, no, I'm just saying you know because like I said, you know I'm I don't live in a vacuum. I'm like everybody else. I'm a fan and I have an interest in the paranormal. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know I listen and and kind of get little bits of knowledge from different people, but. Talked about you know how there's stuff showing that there was an early, earlier precursor way beyond what do they call it? Uh, uh, before the Native Americans, what was it? what was the uh, the man, something down man or Clovis the Clovis uh, right. Clovis person?
1: Right, so right, exactly. <laughs> that they have yeah that they that all these. Uh, I know what you're saying. That every time they find these skeletons, they give them like some type of. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you. Right.
2: Well, and they're talking about finding. Like machinery and Mm -hmm. things from an earlier uh, race. I'm not talking Vikings. I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking like this shouldn't be here. Kind of like a Baghdad battery type situation. Right, something that predates all this stuff, yeah.
1: The Iron Age, in other words. Yeah.
2: Right, way before that. Mm -hmm. Much, much more intricate using, you know, like, you know, gold and stuff for for, um, connections and stuff, which, as we all know, goes a wonderful uh, conductor of electricity. Exactly. That's why they use them in computers. There's a little bit of gold in every computer. Mm-hmm. So um, they actually have people in like third world countries, you know, use butane lighters and or butane torches to heat up the boards, which is highly toxic. It's horrible. But they will get a certain amount of gold off of that from each computer. And they'll turn around and sell it. Right. But, um, but that's what you're left with. It's like, okay, well, is our history our history? Or... This is what I conject, had a conjecture about, or if that's a word, I, I had a conjecture. Anyway, <laughs> maybe, it, like, I think and that, this ties in with, with the Mandela effect. Yes. Um, maybe when that happened, a few of us remembered things from the divergence from that timeline. Because it's wherever that line that we may not be Earth Prime, we may be like a split of Earth Prime, that might be a dead planet. It may be never completely come back for whatever reason. But you know, there's all kinds of different evidence of that, and there's even talking about you know different cultures. People would talk about a biblical water flood, but they also would talk about you know uh, great great sheets of the Earth moving tectonic tectonic plates flipping and stuff. Really big you know biblical stuff. Right, and um, so you have to look at it. And if you you think about
1: it, the history—let's say if we're talking something like that—it's only as good as if anybody was there to remember it or that recorded it. Because if events like this take place and nobody, no matter how advanced the civilization, if they don't record it, how would we know? Unless we find artifacts. I mean,
2: right, and but. What happens with the artifacts that goes against the Oh, of,
1: there you go. But see, you and
2: that's what that's what's been reported okay. is that anything that's outside of that that touches on mm-hmm. that is ridiculed and spirited away. I'm not saying necessarily the Smithsonian, but I'm sure that the Smithsonian well, You and know
1: other... what? I, I, I and, 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 and you know what I'm glad you brought that up, see, because if if you're interested in any type of paranormal whatever doesn't you know it doesn't have to be goes anything you always have to have an open mind like you were saying you have to look at different theories whatever they are and you examine them and you think okay this has merit or no or whatever but there's uh, in these fields which usually it's you know the ones that put out these theories are scientists or whatever <clears throat> they have egos and after a while especially as the years go by that this theory has been put out nobody wants to backpedal and say either one, we were wrong or even worse two we were lying and
2: yeah, that's, that's the worst part of it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. and then they push that theory, whatever the established, uh, you know, version is. And like you said, anybody that says something differently or challenges it is ridiculed. killed.
2: Well, I'll tell you this and it's two flips of a coin. um, and again, like I, said, I have no, I have no beef. I have no bones with religion. That's whoever's business.
3: Mm-hmm. But like, you know
2: how like the Vatican has miles of pamphlets, pious, you know, uh, written down papyrus stuff, right. ancient, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that they, everybody talks about. The Alexandrian Library was sacked. I guarantee that the most important stuff was taken,
1: mm-hmm. and they
2: probably let some of it burn. Um, maybe it's a good way to get them off the of people's trail and say, yeah. well, that's just lost.
1: Yeah, right. Don't like don't at, don't go looking for it because it it's it's ashes right now.
2: Back to now because I bounce because it's all a big circle. You go to the Tesla trunks, okay? Supposedly, I think he had like eighty of them or something, eighty or more. You know, he had a lot of. And this is all patents, just crammed full of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think sixty were accounted for, and the rest whew, gone. So who knows what they had there? I guarantee, I know he had like free energy. I knew he had. Um, what's the term? I'm blanking on it. Where you basically make salt water into water and into fresh water. Right. He had all that, and he wanted to give it to the world. He wanted to save the world. Um, would it have derailed our concept of what is life in you know the capitalist system and so you know socialist systems? You know they're all systems, but everyone would be pretty much free to do what they have to do and you wouldn't have to be more or less, you know, dealing with, you know, all the power of the oh, oil companies.
3: Yeah. This is that. Of course.
1: And it, so, it boils down to, of course, like you said, money and power control, you know? Yeah, that's what it, that it what's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, and, yeah. and then you get somebody that's kind of an idealist uh, like Tesla, you know who right. uh what like you said well, he, he's thinking let's let's just give this out for free boy yeah, yeah he was
2: dangerous man he was so dangerous to the system and i don't i mean i'm, I'm an old punk rocker so i hear myself say it now he's <laughs> a threat to the system dude i'm not saying it like it but i mean he literally was like well man we're all struggling to try to eat and we're struggling that we can't afford it like, cool here that's not a problem anymore yeah have fun that nobody wants that. If you can't put a uh, well, you know, just like Westinghouse, if I can't put a meter on it and not charge these people, I don't want any part of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Exactly. So I mean, there was stuff tying in. Okay, do you remember? Do you remember a guy by the name of Van Tassel who was trying to make a um, regenerative machine out yes. around? Uh, oh, it was it Joshua Tree?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the uh, name of it. Um, actually, I had the gentleman who did the uh, documentary on it. I apologize. I'm blanking on his name at the moment. But he supposedly had gotten a hold of different information. Some people say it was from aliens. They were giving him some sort of mind download, if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, but he had this building, and it was supposed to be ran with various inter- interconnecting Pieces of metal and magnets and stuff, more or less like well, you could use as a time machine, but it was a rejuvenating machine. Okay. And supposedly it caused your body to go like like a one year old, like you mm-hmm. you're you're going to heal very quickly. Your organs will heal. Your your impurities will leave your body. Right. It's more or less you know like you said a rejuvenation machine, and um, that too was also supposedly tapped into this earlier Tartarian or uh, Tartan, uh, Tartan uh, Empire.
1: Right. The- so.
2: Just look at it. I mean, look at these people that go now, even back in the 50s and 60s, you know, uh, or later. Like, say, like ladies like Tina Turner, they would go to these countries and have fresh, you know, fresh blood.
1: I know that that's... You know, like...
2: and, and it's trippy, right?
1: Well, you, know, you think little... of Elizabeth Bathory, you know, who... You know, that's supposed to... Very much... Yeah.
2: Well, see, and that's the thing. Um... I think that I'm not gonna say she's a scapegoat, but I think that was like I think about it like this: you're walking through and you got five or six people with you, and they're going, "There they are." You're going, "Yeah, that one. She's the worst one. Get her." Yeah. Can you believe the stuff she did? And you and and they let her fall for a lot of that because. But then it turned it into going, "Oh well, it's an occult thing. It's a magic thing. It's a which you know. I guess it maybe it could be you know, but." there was a science to it you know well right
1: yeah yeah and here we're coming to find out you know you're you you know she's always been painted as like a a serial killer you know insane noble woman you know who just or you know with vampire even though you know hits upon the idea of staying young by bathing in the blood of these girls right but then here fast forward 400 years Hey, right. All the celebrities no, are doing
2: that. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I don't think she was probably any more evil than some of the noblemen that were, yeah. you know, killing their nephews, let them starve to death in towers, or somebody who's sending, you know, a king who's wanting to sleep with some noble woman's or noblewoman's wife, sending him off to the front lines to get killed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, a, it, was a, it was hard. It was well, hard let work. me tell you I, something. I to...
1: All they did with her was they didn't execute her once they finally. I guess she was out of control. They were like, okay. She's she's too crazy. All they did was lock her away, like in uh, one of her castles. They didn't execute her.
2: Well, no, she was still a noble woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know
2: that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's it's who you it's who you know and who you connected with. Of you know if you and me decided to walk into a store and punch somebody out, we would be on the next uh, next paddy wagon. You know, yeah, uh, I guess it's a totally correct word to use, but you know, if it's somebody who's in the know, well, let's try to keep this out of the papers. Can't well, we. of it's, course, uh, you know, I, I mean,
1: no. let's say, let's say for some reason, because you know how things are lost in translation, the number of women or girls or people that she killed are is exaggerated, but still, it sounds like she, she went through a bunch of uh, peasant girls or village. You're thinking at what point nobody ever said, Hey, you know, it was like, Oh, a few peasant girls, up. who cares? You know, right. whatever.
2: Well, And you I'd also, also think too that, You know, talk to the families.
3: Yeah.
2: The families had to kind of get a hint what she's about. You're still going to let your daughter go work there? How much do they pay you to do that? Did you sell your daughter to be executed?
1: Right. Exactly. Because after a while, that had to have gone out. You know, like, man, whatever you do, don't send your kid over there. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Right. That's exactly right. You know, because that was a thing. You know, a lot of times you would work for a a baroness or a countess. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a finishing school. You'd learn a trade. Right. You would learn some like proper behavior and you could marry up because it was all caste system. Right, yeah. So,
1: No, or a lot of people don't realize you? that back then, once you served in some of these houses, basically you were being guaranteed shelter, food on a steady basis. You know, those things right. sometimes are really important if you've been hungry and cold. And right. even if you were like the lowest level servant, it was like, hey... At least I know I got a roof over my head and I get fed right. on a regular basis. So yeah, sometimes I hate to say it. It was like, yeah, that scary no. lady on the hill, but
2: Yeah. Maybe be starvation. I mean that's the thing of uh, traveling to places like Thailand and seeing you know, it's one of these things people are like, Well, you know, Thailand, Thailand's a third world country. I said, but I saw some really insanely beautiful buildings
3: mm-hmm.
2: very opulent lifestyles but right the poor there was like they would pass each other the poor and the extremely wealthy but lived on walked the same streets or, or whatever at least they drove by the same streets but they never communicated right. a lot of times not and not and don't get me wrong i find it a beautiful country i find it has a very rich history especially ghost culture mm-hmm. they have ghosts for everything and it very much ancestral worship I never.
1: Yes, right,
2: yeah. I'd had one person look at me in a negative way and say anything negative to me they smiled and they were very welcoming but there's that okay I'm, I've reached a certain class and you're over here so just let me do my thing yeah yeah so but that's common that was like you said right. that's the thing you come from nothing what do you got to lose
1: exactly that's my point it's like man you know out here uh i'm starving and cold and sometimes i don't know if i'm gonna eat the next day and even right. then the quality of food whereas if you got if you got a position in a in a castle or a mansion or you know whatever it was like okay at least there they got fires i can keep warm you know uh, right uh,
2: some semblance to security of course of course
1: and you know right. again <laughs> we come back to our modern sensibilities we get so used to be what's normal for us and people don't realize that uh that that's not always the case especially in those years where the value well, of life is not what it is now
2: and it's not even i'll i'll, I'll do you one more um you know there's still pockets of you know slavery and abuse and sex traits i mean in thailand there was there too I mean, i'm not from dog Thailand, but absolutely absolutely yes so, of course we're not that far removed from that from that uh bestial really kind of visceral simple you know kill it eat it or f it
1: you know what i'm saying no no uh, no we're not no we're not they you know like that people put themselves in dangerous situations or in dangerous places and you think how could they do that It's because sometimes it's like either that or living a horrible life. How's that? I mean, okay. It's like, like you said, what do I got to lose?
2: I'll I'll tell you this. I've never told anybody this. Uh, In doing research, doing my genealogy, Mm I had had a grandmother and she had showed, I was showing these different things and they were showing like different names and different things. Come to find out this girl married at like, like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. to an older man. It's basically like a indentured servant. Right. L- lives, works with him until he passed away a few years later. Right. Another older man married her, mm-hmm. married her and she probably had like five or six husbands by right. the time she met my grandfather.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's a rough life, you know, yeah. poor, uh, poor Kentucky girl, no education. Right. Um, you know, but that's modern life. It's not. I mean, you see stuff like uh, like the old coal miner's daughter story. That's real life. There's people yes. living in really horrific really stuff now. But that's where you have to appreciate what you got and strive for the for the best. You know, and you don't want to get full of yourself. Otherwise, you're gonna, you know, wipe your wipe your race out with some crazy weather technology or something. You know, yeah. doing stuff with DARPA and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm I'm my grandmother, my maternal grandmother she was orphaned very young and she had a godmother who was had was connected and got her basically to be schooled in with a convent of nuns you know how you would like a boarding school kind of thing right so she kind of worked a little bit scrubbing floors but they taught her how to read and write but my grandmother got married when she was 15 to my grandfather who was 28 and she said that the only it thing is, common yeah, and my, great, you know, of course her family, this godmother of hers, because back then, by the way, people took very seriously being a godparent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh,
2: it was a responsibility.
3: It was a Right. Risk. It was like, make sure,
1: you know, you are getting married in the, you know, and in, in the Catholic se- you know, none of this, because back then, you know, also people don't realize people get together and say they were married when they were, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, her, common law stuff. Right. Common law stuff. And her godmother said, fine, no, you know. Get married, you know, in the church, in the Catholic church. You know, like this is all good and proper, and that's it. And once you're married, that's it. I'm wa- not washing my hands of you, but now you're a married lady. You're 15 years old, though. Yeah, now,
2: yeah you you carry it. You carry this now.
1: Right. So exactly. no,
2: I mean that's the thing. People didn't marry like all this all this Hallmark stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I my know.
2: wife loves that stuff. It, it was not about that. It was about yeah. You get somewhere to secure. And it was that. Oh, and I'm not making a joke. But do you remember the? you know where the like the whole rule of thumb th- thing comes from, right? No. Okay, you ever heard the term of going? You know, well, rule of thumb of this is sort of like blah blah blah.
1: Right. Right. Well, yeah. The yeah. I know what thumb, the. But but. I mean, I understand why it's mean, but I, what's what's the what's behind that? Because I know some things you never really know.
2: Well, the origin of it is much darker. I always like to find out the origins of why things are called. This like why you know, uh, you know whatever different things are called different things. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, like hassas- like assassins come from hass- assassins, which was uh, killers that were given a lot of dope, including the hashish, hashish, yeah, where they didn't feel anything. Right. So that's where it come from. Anyway, I can give you all kinds of useless information, but rule of thumb came from um, laws for men and their wives. Because oh they're like, God. look, you know, well, back in the day, yeah, oh, dark. They're going to say, well, look, well, you can't beat your wife to death. Yeah, Come on, we, we're, we're noblemen, we're whatever. But you can get a, a, a wooden reed no longer than you, no bigger than your thumb. Right. it be long as you want. No bigger than your thumb. And you can, you know, she acts up, crack <laughs> across the back of the legs. That's the rule of thumb. It's, it's oh. a metered.
1: Right,
2: like, yeah. Immediate response. Yeah. And
1: don't don't get carried barbaric. away. And, you know, if you're going to beat her, you just, you just want to teach her a lesson. You don't want to, like, maim well, her. Well, that's what was
2: going on. That's what was going on. And it was not just so much for the noblemen. Yeah. It was more for the people who served them because your wife burns the toast. You beat her half to freaking death. She's not going to be much good for them tomorrow, you know, shining the uh, yeah. silver. So it was about con- maintaining some civility amongst the livestock
1: yeah exactly yeah like yeah like don't get carried away now like you said yeah because they're yeah. And they're not doing it out of compassion either you know it wasn't like oh no it was like you know we need that person yeah. to do something for us and like you said she's no good to us if she's like either dead or badly injured so you know don't right. don't inconvenience us when you get upset right. with your wife
2: <laughs> and as, and as brutal as it sounded yeah and Again, I am not supporting beating your wife. No, I've said that's... a lot of crazy stuff on this podcast, but...
1: But you know what? That's probably... the reality of what was... Like you said, that's that's where that saying came oh. from. You can't pretend yeah. that I that mean it gave, them,
2: it gave them a, a certain... Probably a certain thing of going, well, look, I have to correct them. Well, okay, at least I didn't beat them to death. And as dark as Thanks. it is, that was the, the mentality.
1: Well, and the same thing and that... And, 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 and... And that even came even to ch- disciplining children, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's so, uh, so insane. You know, I'm glad I don't live back then. Don't get me wrong, though. Uh, as of uh, going out and camping and kind of living out on the land, all that, that's great. Right. When it comes to, like, co the kids and, you know, all the horrible stuff that, you know, happened in the day. I mean, I appreciate penicillin <laughs> and, you know, different things like that for, you know, because I probably would have cut myself with an axe handle or axe by now and died of something. So.
1: Yeah, like I say, back then there was no 911 or, you know, let's go to the emergency room. People died sometimes of just an infection because.
2: Do you know, do you know what my dad would do? I mean, this is unrelated, so not paranormal, but if (laughs) I I ever got a... Cut. I got a cut one time. I stepped on a mason jar. I was in the yard for some unknown reason, oh. and my dad didn't take me to the doctor. He got some uh, coal oil and poured it into my cut. It's kind of like turpentine, oh. and it disinfected it. And then he wrapped it with uh, wrapped it with duct tape or something, bandaged it. <laughs> but that was how it back in the old. Like now, you go know, to the doctor and they'll put a super a super glue in a little cut and they'll
3: yeah.
2: That's what we did because then years ago. So plus uh, you
1: no yeah, no, it's, and right. it's not only that you. I mean, let's say, let's face it, your kid gets a cut like that, you're, you're, you're hauling uh, ass out to that ER, yeah. like, oh my God, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it's just, a, it's a different vibe. It's a totally different vibe. Because like you said, it, children were seen and not heard. Children were, if you're on a farm, they were, if they're, you got a three-year-old, and it says, well, in five years, he'll be next year's, you know, guy pushing the plow the older one is stronger, next year I'll have another strong, sealed hand.
1: Well, so you have
2: different the, the, things you, you know what, them. a lot of, I hate but to say, say it, family, that's, and,
1: that's what I was going to say, everybody sometimes thinks that having all those kids, it was like, oh, no TV or whatever, it was like, not, part of it was that, but a lot of it was uh, help, you know, and your older children eventually would help take care of the younger ones. It was like, there was a reason, there was a purpose to <laughs> You know, and of course, back then, you knew that sometimes children didn't survive infancy, so Mm -hmm. as utilitarian as that sounds, yeah, there was a purpose to having a large family.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, reproduction isn't... Again, we have this sort of sappy, maudlin type of (laughs)
1: thing,
2: which, I mean, that's (laughs) fine. If you can, if you have your, you know, we're going to conceive our child, and that's fine, but most people, I don't think, happen like that. And the thing was... I was, I was born in November, so what, that would put me back in, like, what like January, mm-hmm. January, February. Right. Must have been some cold nights here in Kentucky, you know, which, like I yeah. said, I'm the youngest of seven. So uh, there must have been a lot of cold nights. But um, it's just one of those things, when you take away from that and you tie in history with – kind of getting back to the thing. When you tie in history with all the crazy stuff that's happened, happened in the past, all the different – Things have happened, the different wars, the different this and that, which were normal and commonplace to people in the time and uh, the descendants of that and how it affected them. Um, Just like people would see a lot of World War II ghosts. I don't think right after World War II, people were seeing World War II ghosts. Mm
3: -hmm. They were
2: probably seeing from the First War, the Great War, as they called it.
3: Right, exactly.
2: Um, You know, so it's sort of like there's a gap. But then again, there's people that have been... You know, when an accident and people swear up, now they see them. Yes. It, seems, it tends to be more famous people though, because I think I don't know maybe people want to see them. But that's what you left with. You left, you left with that awe, that curiosity. Yes. Sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you're a little revolt, revolted by it all. But that's kind of the how do I say it? And I, you know, because I, I do research. I do not say I'm a paranormal expert. I do not say I'm a whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because obviously if it's something that's interesting, right. I still get a thrill out of it. If I ever do that, if I ever lose that, I don't want to be a part of it. Right. But, you know, you do learn a lot of different things, good and bad.
1: Right. Well, so, you know what, but I'm the kind of person, and I hate, you know, like, because basically when you're talking research, you're talking, you delve at some point into history. And I hate it when people, like you said, you come across some some ugly facts and they don't, they, they want to either erase it or revise it. And I'm like, no, you got you got to leave it the way it is. Good, bad, ugly. It is what it is. The truth is the truth, you know. Right. And I have well, a problem when people, because now it's offensive now, you know. But back then, that maybe was the norm or what people did to survive.
2: Yeah. Well, here in our courthouse in Caldwell, we had a couple of different courtrooms. I thought lower court, higher court, which today it kind of is like that. But now they got it where you – back in the day, it was the Caucasian courthouse rooms and then the black ones. That's when – like when I was a kid, I'd go to school, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what floor you're on, you can get some, get some water. I thought, you know, I'd run, you know, go up and down because there was two or three of them on each floor. I'd like, damn, there's some thirsty people back in the day. But it was because they had some just for whites, right. just some for – for blacks and then also some for the administration right? because you know kids are gross and snotty nosed Mm -hmm. so they kind of had well this is our executive water area you know teachers (laughs) so but anyway and that's just a fact you know um, just like you start playing with it you start pulling down okay this is a little political so I apologize but you start you start jerking down you know civil war things which are protected federally Mm -hmm. these were American fighters Good or bad, exactly. they thought they were fighting for state rights. Regardless, if you think the war was about slavery,
3: right. about uh, uh, right.
2: cotton trades, about taxes, tariffs,
3: yeah. it, it
2: doesn't matter what what the thing was about. The fact is, in the not, like early 1900s, they said that these were Americans fighting for a cause they believed in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And but, you know, um, obviously, this side won. But we respect them because they are these are fighting men. A lot of them, what the people forget is they think that Northerners were all West Point trained, and Southerners were like just bunkums, right. right? You know, coming out of the cornfields. A lot of the people went to the same point. They went a lot yeah. of the, the yes. big guys they went were... to West Point, yes. knew each others, yes. knew each other's families. were related on some level, yes. And it was a, it was an unfortunate thing. It was an ugly thing. It got way out of hand, but that that people forget. And when you start losing history, that's why we say just like look at the mud flood thing. If you don't look at the history with an open mind mm-hmm. you suppress or destroy this information exactly you're cheating you're cheating future right. uh future generations
1: and you know what? Know you, it, it's, things could be going on now that 100 or 150 years in the future people will be looking at and you would be thinking if there was a way for you to go but you really didn't under, you really don't understand what was going on or why people did certain things the way they did because unless right. you know you have time travel I mean despite all the history still i think that it's like they want to make it black and white and there's different shades of gray as to what motivates people to be to do certain things because they had to and maybe the generations in the future will look at it and go what they did what and it's like but it's not that black and white you know right uh and and there's, like yeah. i agree with you i i i, I don't like I don't, I, in other words, I prefer the unvarnished truth when it comes to history and leave it as it is.
2: And you know what? Sometimes sometimes the truth is situational.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe at the time. Is.
2: Where you went back, you know, like the whole would you kill baby Hitler type of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, of course, he's going to grow into something evil. Wait a minute, you're going to kill a baby? Why you know? Why not see if he can change his history, or, or is right. he just predestined by it? Because if so, that means we have no free free will, and we're all slaves right. of fate. So why try, but you know, at the time, if someone said, "Yeah, I killed Hitler," because there's a possibility he could do this, but in someone from another point, like I said, could look at it and go, "You just killed a baby." Well,
1: do you, you don't know. Do, do you sure. remember that you movie, uh, "The Boys from Brazil"?
2: Oh yeah, it's been a minute, but yeah
1: know you know, you know it's the same guy Ira 11 the one that rode Rosemary's baby you know and, and the premise of that one is that he clones uh well the character you know of course it's fictional but uh yeah, he clones all one these had a little young Hitler's Steve and, in it, didn't it huh
2: was that the one that had the, that had the had a young Steve Gutenberg in it
1: was it a young Steve Gutenberg it was with Gregory Yeah, it was like all the peace
2: Academy stuff but it's like his very first yes it's very maybe first it role. was
1: and uh basically it's kind of the same premise where he clones all these children that are supposed to be hitler mm-hmm. clones and they right. disperse these babies in different families that are very similar and then mm-hmm. they try like the program to they
2: did like uh,
1: right they kill what, the father you know to in other words make him an uh, an orphan like they try to duplicate the mm-hmm. the events of hitler's life trying to reproduce him in a way okay
2: right second further or second further right or and it's fewer.
1: and it's like and, and again in, in, it, at the end you know because they're thinking you know he's gonna grow up to be the same person that the original Hitler was which he didn't if he, at the well, end of the of the story he basically does in the doctor that cloned them all because even though right. the, the you know it was like there's something about like you said, like go, that if well, you were ha- able to travel back in time, right. it, it still well, doesn't you know, guarantee a certain outcome.
2: I could have seen that. Because if anybody knows anything about Hitler, the first thing he did was bury his history. And mm-hmm. he took anybody that was like, uh, adult, showing any signs of, uh, uh, how do I say it? limited capacity. Yes. Or anything like that. He killed them.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: And sent them to camps and killed them. Mm-hmm. And... That's how he was. Yeah. I will create my history. I will, right. I will control the narrative.
3: Yeah,
2: you know what was the old, uh outer limits? I control the horizontal. I control the vertical.
3: Yeah, that's true. Right. And my that's reality right. is the only yeah.
2: only one you're getting. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a master of uh, manipulation.
1: Wow. Well. You know it's almost you know what they say the 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 victor who you know whoever writes the history because the
2: victor will the spoils isn't right y'all right. know that too
1: that's the person that writes the history the victorious party is the one that that writes the history doesn't mean it's the truth but they can write right. it the way they want to make it and they and they're thinking and eventually it will be believed because other people that were around alive at when that happened that could disagree and go hey that didn't happen that way they'll eventually die you know right so well,
2: What's happening, too, is that you've got – the world has went so hard one way. Mm-hmm. And there's a little another section who are going, no, I don't agree with it, feel that they're polarized and being attacked. So now they're pushing to the far right. right. So you have two parties who are screaming at each other, and a handful of people in the middle are either saying, I'm completely out of it or take the chance of being called a racist or, or whatever or anti-whatever. But um, it's uh, it's again, it's secular. Think about it. Every, you know, every X of, amount of few generations, you know, you had like the the flappers, and then and after that, you know, you had all the different stuff, and and going into right. the, to the beatniks, going to the hippies, going to the mm-hmm. this and that, a lot of the transgender stuff, you know, right. and uh, exactly, it's just what can I be, what can I be um, angry about? Which mm-hmm. I understand if if I was gay. And, you know, I wanted to write to if I could be married, which I'm like, hey, everyone should be able to be married and everybody should be able to be taxed. If they're actually going to tax everybody, let's do it. You know, the only people right now that are exempt in regards of that kind of thing are mainly the churches and um, like the government. I don't don't know if the Amish pay tax. I don't know. Uh, um,
1: I believe they do. I think they do. But you know uh the they've been i think they've also that there's a lot of stuff that they've been grandfathered in because they've been occupying a certain part of piece of land for so long mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. it's like everything else and usually when you're right. you know usually when you're when you've settled and i don't know if you've noticed you finally you get law you know the laws accommodate you in your it's the local laws how's that right. locally
2: right you well the it's like um, they do their thing, they have their law, they have whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they have a common under- understanding and all that, and they don't go, they don't push beyond a certain border, or beyond a certain uh, acceptable limits that they both agree on. And that's just a that's a a comfortable alliance, you know, for what you know for whatever reasons and stuff. But um, I don't know. I think in the Wait. end.
1: You want me to tell somebody, like Steve, panel many, panel. many, you know, for people that have been around for a little while longer, like I, I tell everybody, I remember when I was working that people would smoke in the office. People would smoke at their desks. You know? <laughs> I remember when smoking that. Smoking
2: delivery rooms. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> and I remember one time, <clears throat> this had to be maybe 80s, in the 80s, some guy, some young guy, he was doing, he wanted to get a sign a petition. This was before they had outlawed smoking or, you know, you had, didn't have to stand outside it. And he was, I can't remember, it was a petition for something about smoking someplace or something, something or other. So he comes up to me and he's like, hey, you know, this petition and this is uh, to prohibit the smoking, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, oh, will you sign? I said, I'll tell you what. I don't smoke and I agree with you. However, I don't want to take somebody's right away that wants to smoke. <laughs> and it's like, I agree with you. And, you know, he was like talking about secondhand smoke and You know, besides this, you know, the thing with the person, I said, yeah, you know, I agree with you. And I don't like people smoking around me and I don't smoke. But at the same time, I don't want to interfere with the person's right to smoke. You know, like, yeah, one thing to me made more sense than the other. And I had no idea that eventually, you know, it would slide down because I remember my workplace that went from, okay, you had to smoke in the cafeteria and then they partitioned the cafeteria and then they said, no, you have to go outside. And then it was no way out there. You can't stand by the edge of <laughs> It was yeah, like... on
2: in the shed down there by the edge of the thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that whole thing right. throughout the years. Um, right. And it was well, like... You know, people... Well, let me I, tell you Some people really felt ostracized, by the way, because you were like persona non grata. If you were like, you smoke?
2: Right. <laughs> well, and there's this thing that... I grew up in a house. Everybody smoked which, you know, everybody smokes, so basically I smoke too mm-hmm. uh, as a little boy, you know, breathing that stuff. But, um, you know, it's a thing where, um, that's, like you said, it, it it goes in sort of sicklier stuff. And I think that, like, it, like just, I can just say as of Kentucky, our tobacco growing is almost gone. Mm-hmm. They've replaced it with soybeans, which now I'll see what happens. You can make a lot of stuff out of soybeans, make like right. plastics and stuff, but I don't know how much— Energy you had to expend to get the return. Right. I personally want to see more hemp production because I know it's a very versatile uh, mm-hmm. material. Yeah, probably. And it yeah. hey, well, it can get three or four different runs. And I and I am not a hemp. I am not a hemp guy or a user. But right. I know as of or as of marijuana, which is two different things. But mm-hmm. you can grow three or four things in a cycle of a year.
3: Right.
2: Get more wood, pulp, or material for cordage and whatnot. Right less damage on the ground in fact it helps the ground I've heard as opposed right. to clear cutting and sticking growing more trees out clear cutting stuff yeah. and it keeps you from having erosion as bad so right. I hope to see that happen one day you know like so there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff I believe in but it's usually almost to hear this at a paranormal book signing or a convention well,
1: like, it's like yeah
2: this like, is, uh, okay uh, him yeah. dude just run a book <laughs> you know.
1: well it's it's you know a lot of the stuff that happens you know like you know what we were talking about that uh i i want to say for lack of a better word paranormal and conspiracy theories and i like you said air quotes around the conspiracy theory things that kind of sometimes overlap in one thing or the other and it's like i want to say i i don't think and i'm gonna i'm gonna come down on the millennials here they just don't have the benefit of having lived longer to have seen the changes that have happened in maybe 40 years, for example. Uh, well, that's
2: the thing. You have someone that went from, like, say they were alive in the 70s, but they were born in, like, the 1900s. 19... They've seen steam. They've seen going oh, yeah. from you know, boats to trains to airplanes in, like, mm-hmm. no time. It's got to be maddening because I just know in the time of, you know, I was a free-range kid. Right. I was, uh, you know, I entertained myself, what my parents were.
3: Right.
2: And uh, I roamed the woods, did my little stuff, jumping, running around like I was yeah. Errol Flynn or somebody, you know, and uh, with a yeah. stick and a, a, a towel like I'm Superman, like I'm flying through the woods. And I was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would not dream. I'm <laughs> yeah. just cutting loose a kid now just because I think the world's changed. Or maybe it's just, the maybe we're just aware of, of how people are. Right, which don't get me wrong, and I, I know we're kind of off the subject, but you know, uh, you know, I'm a granddad now. I'm about eight months into it now, and when the first things I said was to please make sure to get her into stuff like 4-H and things like that. That's kind of connected with nature, yeah. Of course. kind of keep her keep her off the computer a little bit. Which yeah, the computer can be used for great stuff. I, I write all my all, all my books on that. Yeah. But it it can uh, it can suck you in. I had went um camping this last weekend mm-hmm. and you know i had a phone available didn't really plan on it just for emergencies i think i may have even said hey guys i'm going camping. i'll talk to y'all later just so i would be getting a lot of text yeah. messages but it was great it was a full moon being my my youngest mm-hmm. one out there camped out made s'mores real mellow and i needed it because sometimes you don't realize how stressed you are just in the modern day yeah. and you go out you kind of reset your clock there was a thing. There was a, a lady who said, um, basically sleeping outside for a month, and it helped kind of reset their their clock because we have an internal clock,
1: now. right? You're sick. And eight not eight, everybody.
2: Though. There are just life. There's always something going on because people, you know, wake up in the middle of the night. I've done it myself. I apologize. My dog's losing his mind.
1: Oh, don't worry about that. Um, I got it my own.
2: You. Here. We know what I'm talking about like you wake up. You maybe it's you just woke up, but you kind of check your phone. Did, did I get a message? Okay, really. yeah, yeah, I know. You're I right. go to sleep. You're right. It happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've seen older folks sitting in a, in a, in a doctor's office sitting here playing on their phone or mm-hmm. their jitterbug or talking to somebody. You know, uh, texting. That's how it is. You know, and I'll I'll willfully kind of go, uh, you know, whatever it is. Sure, was a hot one today, right? Just to try to connect with people, because then people will start talking, and then someone else might chime in. Then you actually have a living you know breathing conversation going on between adults and the kids too you know hey are you ready for school being out i'm that guy and because i want to start those conversations because i think a room full of people not talking to each other is just it's no good
1: but you know what also i've noticed steve and and you've probably noticed it is like when my boys were growing up yeah this was already the time that they had all the games and stuff you know the, the 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 basic games but you know, I would shoot them outside, go play, and they had some friends in the neighborhood, and we had like an enclosed neighborhood. It was like maybe six or seven blocks, and it was like, you guys, they everybody lived in that area. In other words, and but and you know right. what? Every once in a while, somebody, you know, they had to check in with me, of course. But you know what? There was times where, like one time, my son, like he had, he got a gash on his head because he ran through a fence. Another one, people don't want uh- their kids to get hurt, but you got to do that. Okay, they got to scrape knee, come over here. I'm gonna put something in a band aid. Keep going, kid. You know, and parents now they don't want their nothing to happen. Don't get me wrong; I wouldn't have wanted something serious. Absolutely not. Obviously, but But if I have a bunch of boys running around and then the other kids and they're here and they're playing hide and go seek or tag or whatever they were playing, like my son, that he just he didn't see a tube sticking out from a fence and he ran right through it and scraped basically like (laughs) a big giant scrape on his scalp. He came home mom, you know, and he's got blood and I'm like, Okay, I cleaned it out and okay. that was it and he was good to go. But it, parents are do that. <laughs> it's it's
2: it's the age everybody wanna be evil Knievel I wanted to be Steve Austin I did the no 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 jump all that shit. Exactly. I wanted to be an astronaut just so I could crash and get all that cool gear.
1: Yeah, it's like and people don't and, you know, and I don't get me wrong because I feel the same way, but it was one of those things where you gotta let your kid like let their imagination because believe it or not the majority of what was going on amongst them it was just imagination i mean everybody was just seeing a bunch of kids running around but they had their own thing going on as far as whatever it is that they were um but yeah and you know well let's let's see the way that turns out uh because i mean we could do a whole nother show sometimes as far as uh if you want to go down the rabbit hole of you know integration with ai and how that's going to affect us and is that really the direction we okay. want to go into
2: and we're just on the cusp of that touching yeah. on you know like neural uh, neural uh, pathways being connected with uh, all this stuff and we're jumping yeah. into the 5g now and you oh, know yeah. I, you know i've talked to different people that talk about you know like super social programs how like anything we're having now has been in like military probably 20 or 30 years.
1: Yeah, 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 and at we're that becoming aware of it now, it. but. Right. I don't know. we do... have had
2: clear cameras without military applications.
1: But do you know what's really funny? You remember back in the 90s, there was a movie called Johnny Mnemonic that Keanu yeah. Reeves, but, and when that movie came out, it was strictly sci-fi. You know what I'm saying? It was a great movie, like an action movie, but this whole thing is that this kid, this guy is basically a memory stick his brain is a memory stick you know and of course he's got a bunch of bad guys and uh, i forgot what you call the japanese uh, mafia the god i can't remember what it's
2: katsu or, the, or whatever that the you know that they're,
1: they're, they're ready to like uh basically chop his head off for the information he's got in his head and when and i'm thinking to myself man when you saw that movie just like blade runner the original one when it came out that was like man this is really entertaining great sci-fi yeah dystopia future for me
2: and all of a sudden it's like for me that was the only that was the only Blade Runner uh, I was really right. disappointed in that we could do a whole show on how disappointed I am on the new Blade Runner yeah. just because of uh some of the ways it was handled well,
1: uh,
2: I think Harrison Ford was in it just to give it cred
1: of course because it's like a good tie-in you know uh I mean the idea behind it was interesting but um uh, if you it and this is I mean, let's let's go down. A lot of the efforts. I mean, when you look back at it now, not something like this, but a lot of the uh, some of the films. They want to humanize robotics or AI. You understand what I'm saying? Right,
2: transhumanism. You know, it's okay. It's become that. Of course,
1: exactly. I mean, yeah, they. Because let's face it, as human beings, we're very sentimental. We are. We are. I hate to say it, but. You know, if we see something that looks like it has some type of sentience. Uh, some emotion. emotion. That's what would make robots
2: look like us.
1: Of course. Of course. There's no
2: reason to do that. It's easier to make mm-hmm. a thing that doesn't have to have such good balance. Just make it squatter into the ground.
1: Right. Well, make it have, you
2: know, hands that can look both ways and arms that can go both ways. It can do anything it wants to.
1: Well, it, it, yeah. you know, in that movie, the the one, well, it was a, irobot the the one that the the latest version of it which was the one that uh will smith was in if you look and and that's based on the original novel by isaac asimov that the older versions of the robots that were being put away those bins that they would like why do these robots all group together in the dark you know basically what they're saying is they're sentient okay otherwise why would inanimate objects gather together in the dark almost like human beings you know right and of course they right. they save humanity at the end of the movie but whatever but yeah uh, yeah it's it's all in well, that we're... direction very cleverly disguised though right
2: well and who knows what can happen you know um because you got to think about it what are ghosts are they you know some sort of collective right. psychic thing that's in our head mm-hmm. you know uh i think it some of it ties into what your vibrational and your your mental—I don't say your mental acuity, but like where your mind's at. Wow. You know, you go to English manners, you're going to see like you know, ladies with long hair and flowing dresses, and this isn't that. You know, um, you don't see like somebody running around with like a flavor flavor clock on their chest with like a swatch, and you don't see a lot of '80s ghosts unless you know, it's done in like a comedy. You don't have right. somebody going. You know, there's not a guy coming out looking like Shaft with a big, you know, a big throat. <laughs> it's a ghost pimp. You know, but you don't you know, see that.
1: But, but, and this is the thing, and kind of like in a roundabout way when we talk about, when you see phantoms, let's say of boats and trains, okay, that you're thinking, okay, this is an inanimate object, you know, and is it something, you know, residual? can something inanimate have some type of animus? Like when we start talking robotics, you know, it kind of like something to like think about in your head. Like, is it just an imprint on time of something that happened or how can an inanimate object be a, be a ghost of an inanimate object? Like, how does that work?
2: Well, we're going from, and I don't, I don't want to sound PC. It's not not even necessarily Eurocentric, but I, you know, Two thousand and twenty centric minds, mindset. Uh-huh. If you go back to Native Americans, they had the animism—the belief that yes. the rock, the water, the birds, Everything. the wind—all have the spirit. Kind of like that kind of ties into like my, like said, my time in Thailand and like in Japan, places like that. Of the you know, you drop food, don't get it. That's for the hungry ghost. If right. you know, yeah. if before you cut fruit from a tree, you thank the ghost of that tree. Right. Everything exactly. and it makes you really, really mindful before you do anything. Right. And you feel there's a consequence because you don't want to have a, disres- a, a disrespected ghost on you. Right. But sometimes you become a ghost too.
1: Right. And in other words, respect for even something that you couldn't perceive or see. Right. You know, that, that right. But yeah. Right. So, it's, 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 I mean, weird, right? Very weird, but very interesting. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, like sometimes I'm like, oh man, geez, this is ridiculous. You know, like it, 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 as far as, the only, like I, the only problem I have sometimes is when they want to, I'm gonna use railroad people into certain ways of thinking and behaving, as in social engineering, that's what I have a problem with. We should all be able to look at things, study them and make a decision. Hey, that's good or not good, or I'm gonna do that or not that. Not be like you know what they, you know when they put the rats in the maze and you kind of make them go a certain path. I mm-hmm. I do not appreciate that at all. I don't. That's not for me. Yeah, I don't think that's good. Yeah. For and sometimes I do see that happening, unfortunately, um, just because of technology. Well,
2: and humans and humans like order. Um, I yeah. mean. If you look at any anywhere, you know, roads, the way they're set out, the way houses are set out, the way the, the houses are even built in very uh, geometrical shapes, you know, you go, I mean, that that's straight from like Rome, you, know, uh, you yeah. know, the reason we have roads in our homes set like we are and all that, it comes from Rome. But, you know, even that's the thing, you know, even if you have somebody trying to find somebody and they go, well... I, how do they find me? I only have a little cabin out in the woods because they have software that can find out just non-natural shape. Yeah, of course. Of you course. know, not just heat signatures, but like, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to build into the side of a hill, mm-hmm. maybe not south-facing because they're going to know that you want to be south-facing to get some of the sunlight. You right. have to do it up differently. You have to go exactly. deep enough. I mean, I'm not saying go out and build a, you know, a bunker.
1: Right, but, but people think... don't realize, they don't, th- right, they, they're they thinking exactly. They ask themselves exactly that question of what you just said uh right. and i personally think that you know a lot of times people think oh everybody's caught up you know like the romanticism of history and i go well, yeah you know what considering sometimes that life was very difficult sometimes brutal i go believe it or well, not i think especially now in modern times people are attracted to it because like you just said you could be kept attract. in other words you were really freer in the sense of if you wanted to disappear, become another person, you just about could, okay? Sometimes it worked to your advantage, and other times nobody would ever know that something bad had happened to you.
2: Right. Well, think about it like this, and I, I, I don't mean to be using the for over time, but in, in like the Middle Ages, you didn't have people... Jumping off the side of a, a hill with a parachute or trying – I mean, they might jump for into water. But humans, humans only feel alive when they think they're going to die. It, we, we've got some weird wiring. We're attracted yeah. to death on a certain point. Not – are the fear of, oh, my God, I almost died. That's right. why people love roadblood. Is that why they like haunted houses and all this kind of stuff? There's even places where, where you have to go in there and you're kind of like locked in. You have to find your way out or maybe right. you even right. have your hands you know, cuffed. There's people that will pay for like adventure where they're abducted and they have to find a way to get out of the house they're yeah. abducted. You know, people are crazy. Oh, so, yeah. You know, and there's a reason there's so much of that because we're so removed in most culture from that kind of life and death stuff. Yeah. So part of us wants it, which is really screwy. But I agree um, to a point that something my my dad had told me because my dad came up through the depression and all that. And mm-hmm. I said, look, you know, it's a thing that, you know the things that a lot of times the things that you appreciate more are the things that were hard, very hard fought
3: sure
2: and that you know you can lose. Of course. You know that's why sometimes people don't appreciate too late. Like if you have a
0: mom or an aunt or somebody, I wish I'd spoke when I was a little boy and asked my grand like. My- we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Own the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz in the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway
2: miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party umla from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to OpenSignal awards based on average speeds in USA. 5G user experience report July 2021. Grandpa, or my grandma rather, you know, tell me about the earliest earliest memories that you got what was the first thing you did what was the first real scare you had what was the first whatever what was the first candy you had mm-hmm. what was candy like when you were a kid you know I guarantee yeah. it's going to be a totally different thing that we got now yeah just to have that bit of that's as close as you're going to get you know if you unless you believe reincarnation
1: right um, right exactly yeah yeah but there's a, you... that there's a that definitely i think that we romanticize <laughs> it's it's almost like a a a quid pro quo life was more I don't want to say dangerous, but, you know, it was a more of a day-to-day existence sometimes. Because even if you were wealthy, you could still contract fever and a lot of diseases that now don't kill you. You could still die from that. But at the same time, you were more free in the sense of there was, I don't want to say this... How can I say it? Um, this... control over the individual. You see what I'm saying?
2: We're so... We're so. Integrated and insular in insular regards of even people that are on the fringes you know if you, let's say somebody who and this is not a negative because I think it's a great idea to have solar and, and if you can have a hydroelectric power and be off the grid right. rock on but you know you know God forbid something goes down you can go ahead and drive to a to a hospital you can go ahead and sure. get where there's a phone and go hey uh, I need an ambulance out here or I need a whatever somebody's trying to break exactly. in and,
1: yeah, 911, you know? help.
2: Right, it's like, you know, I'm making my own island, but, you know, I'm still right here in the middle of the street. Across yeah. from me, I can see you. This is, yeah. this is my country now. It's, it doesn't quite work that way. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think that things, again, back to the paranormal, um, those things, I think, give a little solidity mm-hmm. and a finality to things. Because, like you said, you don't appreciate stuff if you don't realize there's an end date you know what i'm saying right. um if you don't go oh this will end oh they're gonna, they're gonna stop serving you know cheese fries or whatever the heck you <laughs> want to enjoy to eat you might go hey i'll get them next week and say, Oh, they're, they're they're going out tomorrow
3: right, right. oh, yeah, yeah, oh you know, my give god right. yeah yeah i gotta have them now
2: you know that's you know that's yeah. the biggest thing uh you know like people do. you know, ever seen the stores like that's just the name of it is going out of going out of, oh uh, yeah and all of a sudden
1: You've and never been the there advantage. before, but then all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah."
2: <laughs> right, and it's the thing. Oh, we're, we're closing next week, and and they're selling stuff really, you know, quick, and then come back. So I thought you're closing. Oh, we got an extension.
1: Right. You know, yeah. but we're going to
2: close then. So, there it is.
1: Yes, exactly. It's a good hustle. Yeah, there's something that that hooks us, you know, that does something to our brains. As like, oh, you mean yeah. that that won't be available? Yeah that that is that's a typical human nature yeah. thing. And God knows that there's it's a, a
2: lot limited, of limitation that's very attractive and alluring.
1: Yeah, of course. Into people. Of course. I mean, yeah. Somebody that understands marketing really well knows that about human nature.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, and I think, too, um, and I know I keep going back to the paranormal, but that's sort of like a ghost or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it's a ghost or what it is, but it's an energy or an entity or some sort of sentient, seemingly sentient interaction. Mm -hmm. It's there, and then it's gone. It's not like... Well, we're going to go down the street. Ah, there's that crazy Wilkins ghost again, screaming up and down the block. Man, I think I remember that thing when I was a kid. That's old news. But it's almost like a shooting star, and you see this, and it's like, what did I experience? That was a, sort of a one-time thing, and you feel very special in a way. Everybody wants to feel special. And I think that's what draws certain people to certain careers, certain vocations and interests and hobbies. You know, um, you, your dad might have been a stamp collector, and I guarantee he has this one that says, ain't hey, nobody got this one. It's this mine. This is, my, this is the only one out there. You know, whatever. And everybody has their little ghost hunting spots or their little investigators. So just like me. I'm yeah. the Western Kentucky guy. You know, and I mean, I could tell you a lot about Eastern Kentucky, too. But everybody talks about Waverly. Everybody talks about these places because they're, they're cool. Right. There's people know outside of my outside of my pond here. They don't know about them. They go, I've never even heard of this. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on
1: down. But. i'm
2: gonna
1: gonna tell you something else though steve that i've noticed because you know you were talking about nobody sees a 1980s ghost okay i think and well and i think i'm pretty certain a lot of times people especially in shows and people's kind of stay away from that because of fear of getting sued especially if that person or family you know some somebody there could say you're even though supposedly when somebody dies that's it you know or it's been published in the newspaper you're off the hook legally but i think a lot of people rather stay when it comes to the ghost hunting or the paranormal or stuff like that with stuff that's, that's like a hundred years ago yeah. like uh that not only is that person dead but anybody associated with it is long gone okay it's just,
2: i'm waiting i want to have my head you know in a jar long enough to see this like on futurama <laughs> i wanted to go outbreak of moonwalking ghost you <laughs> yeah, know, electric Googling exactly. cast is haunting downtown New York. Yes, I want exactly. to see that.
1: Yeah, you know, and there's and because you you know you speak to. I'm telling you, there's and, and I I because if you look at some shows or some, it's like uh like you said, you're gonna tell me that what no phantoms, no ghosts, no haunting, no restless spirits, like you said from the 1980s, the 1990s, the 1970s. Those people right. uh, still did stupid stuff, you know, or died unexpectedly or under violent circumstances. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, you know why is why is not why isn't Charlie Manson haunting the penitentiary or now? Yeah, man, you camp? would We've think that. We've yeah. seen ranch, yes, right? Well, you know, you will hear about well, like uh, the Rose Red movies, I love. Um, you know, have like the Flapper Ghost and the gin, you know, the the gin joints, mm. but that's kind of sexy and cool. Nobody wants to, you know. The the old guy down the street is like, how do you know it was Mister Higgins? when well, he he was talking about his gout. You know, oh I've got gout. No one wants to see that. That's not sexy. That's not fun.
1: No. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to give you a perfect example that you mentioned uh, Manson. You know, when they had that Tate La Bianca murders. You know that they basically raised the uh, the the house where it was committed, and they even renumbered it and um one time i was speaking well, to well they did
2: the same thing with Amby, emmy's uh,
1: house right yeah they're like H&G. and um i was one time i was I, I spoke to dave oman who has a house like right down the street from on cielo drive and he kind of told me marlene i can talk about certain things but in other words i can talk about what happens in my house but i cannot talk about anything because legally you know not only him anybody they, in other words somebody's gonna say hey you know what you're making our street look bad or my house look bad or you know so i think that's why people are more careful with more recent stuff unless it's something that that involves a nobody you know and then you'll have some people talk about it and even then they're they're very circumspect about describing certain things or the names etc you know but if it's 100 years ago it's like who cares not only is that person dead, everybody around that surrounds that event is long gone
2: right well Um, it also depends on what region of the country you're in mm
3: -hmm.
2: if you're in a place okay here's the thing um i know the south you know i identify as a Mm Southerner. that's not against anybody but i'm a southerner it's just man dude i can't i I couldn't wash it off me if i wanted to it's there (laughs) and that's okay there's good things here there's bad things but i focus on the positive the thing is is that um a lot of times in the South, you talk about after Civil War, a lot of stuff was mm-hmm. just raised. Stuff was just decimated. But sometimes all we have is our is our name and maybe a little bit of culture and right. little things. We hold to that. Mm-hmm. And people go, well, you know, you know, my granddaddy come to this town. and We've lived here for six, seven generations. You know, I don't want it to be turned into a freak show, you know, for there's ghosts and people right. coming in, yeah. making fun, and being disrespectful.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I get that. I get that. Absolutely. But, you know, so it's, it's it's a double-edged sword, and I have to be mindful. Because me, as a person who investigates, thinks it would be great to have ghost tours here. I think it would help a lot with the revenue. But let's say in 100 years, you know, I have a son that passed. You know, no, there's not been anybody reporting, seen anything like that. Seen him, like, walking around outside playing kickball or something, which he'd like to do. But I don't know if – because in 100 years I'm dead anyway. I guess I it say, won't matter. These are ghosts. It but, you know, because uh, that's what I tell everybody. I said, most of and it makes my, makes my kids insane. I said, look, this whole conversation we're having is a, going to be a memory. In fact, it already is a memory in yeah. 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. So just hold to it, take away. He like, said, why do you talk like that? And I said, I'm not trying to be morbid. It's just we Eventually, we're going to be a stone that you visit. That's how it is. And I know it sounds like I'm a really dark guy, and I'm not. But I've lost a lot of people, a lot of my people. You know, What's what's the yeah? There's a new record that says, you know, everybody I know is you know dead, or you know, all my friends are dead. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. You get to a certain age,
3: right?
2: And most of your friends and connections are gone. That's why old folks, heck, I do it myself. You know, watch like series, you know, like Kolchak and things like that, and right. um, I, I go to when I was when I was you know happy as a little boy. You know, sure. so that's just a nature of people. But um, but yeah, I'd be curious to sort of see where that goes in the next next amount of years. And one of the things that I was working because we were t- touching on sci-fi, I mm-hmm. probably should throw this up. Um, I am working on a collection of short stories.
1: Oh, and that's
2: right. I'm about half through it, okay. and it touches on anything from, from folklore. It touches on things like things like. Um, Fairies, like old school fairies, the Mm -hmm. mean ones.
1: Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not the Tinkerbell (laughs) type.
2: Right. Not that that Disney crap. Old school um, um, Grimm's Grimm's fairy tale stuff.
3: Mm -hmm. And it
2: touches on sci fi and it touches on a little bit of psychological stuff, you know, a little bit of a thriller vibe to it. But what's great is, you know, they might be three or four pages long, it might be six or seven pages long. But, you know, uh, each one is like a different little mini-book in itself. So okay. I just wanted to...
1: When do when, when you think you're going to, to be do. putting that out? This year or next year?
2: Well, it's probably going to be... You know, it's bigger than the, the, the Great Mudflit, uh conspiracy book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably going to be 100, 100-ish pages. You know, I'm not looking to do a two or 300-page book right now.
3: Right. Just
2: because between that and my, and my little podcast and stuff I do. Right. Um, but we'll see We'll see how it goes. You know, hopefully, I'm hoping, okay, basically book four of the haunting series okay. is written. That, the follow-up to the penitentiary book,
3: mm-hmm.
2: tentatively, uh, Kentucky State Penitentiary, uh, or Hauntings of Kentucky State Penitentiary, Part 2, Habitual Hauntings. So um, that is basically written, and I'm going to do final edits and release that sometime this coming year. Okay. So what I might do is release that. I will either release that first or the short stories book first in the middle like late spring to summer cuz you know everybody wants to read a book over summer. And then I would want to release one right around Halloween. Yeah. Like maybe the 1st of October. That's that way people can get the, the, it ready in
1: the magic month for paranormal stuff. Yeah.
2: I'm telling you I that's when people want me because I will go to newspapers, I will go to television, I will go to Anybody will damn listen to me, <laughs> and um, which I am working. I am actually working on a PowerPoint for um, touching on how I come to writing and the paranormal. And, mm-hmm. and there's a place called Willard Library in Evansville, Indiana, which I spent a lot of time as a kid. Everything for me revolves around libraries. I'm, yeah, I I'm very much a, a supporter of literature and books and the arts. Absolutely. and I, I think all that's as important as, you know, sports and all these other things. Oh, if you don't have yeah. art, what do you have? Mm-hmm. but um but anyway uh and this is actually a very haunted library if you punch in willard library i
1: gotta look that up willard library have... okay Willard
2: Library, like the little rat you know willard
1: yes i remember willard there's some people going out there going willard. huh don't worry it's a long story
2: <laughs> willard library and if you look in that
1: michael jackson sang to... the theme song okay okay but i'm sorry keep well, going
2: <laughs> but what i'm saying is so yours years as nostalgic as i am um but uh-huh. they have a, a woman called the gray lady oh. and she was one of the previous owners and they've seen her all over they've got video stuff of that of her moving and like appearing and disappearing i'm wow. getting to do my first powerpoint there um october 28th i think it's a few days before halloween so it ties in real well okay and um and I'm going to do that, and if they hopefully after that, I'm going to try to sell a few books, and I'm hoping they'll let me do a little investigation there for I leave. That would so we'll see great.
1: What That would be
2: fun, right? I'm like excited. Let's so
1: that uh, you know, what kind can of I, what I, I say? Going on. You know, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm going back to the the original Ghostbuster that library scene. That you know, that's when everybody right. talks to me about a, the library, like you know.
2: Oh, it, it all goes back to Ghostbuster, doesn't it? Um, but I was going to say I probably should have mentioned it earlier on the show. Um, Steveeasher dot com yes. is my webpage, mm-hmm. and that has links to all my books. Yes. It has links to my House of Asher podcast, uh, which you can see on like YouTube and. Right. You know, I, I didn't know if you wanted to throw out any station names or not, but um, but you can check that out. You can check yeah. out some of my investigations. and yeah, I'm going to have the credit.
1: I'm going to have a link to in the credits of the show, Steve. As far as for anybody, else.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Uh, uh, no, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> well, I'm going to, you know what, I, I, I'm I going to have to, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm going to have to go ahead and just, you know, I'm going to do my little monologue at the end because uh, I, I've got to take, believe it or not, I, day after tomorrow, i got to go all the way up to South Carolina. I'm going to have to do like a three-day cannonball run up to South Carolina mm-hmm. Because Dang. my husband. Quality
2: movie, by the way. Huh? It was actually a quality movie. I really enjoyed him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say not everybody understands or knows what the reference is to that. Right. Um, up to South Carolina to I pick up some birds. There. But I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. What?
2: No, I was just going to tell you. For the longest time, my screen uh, saver was Captain Chaos because I identify with that guy. I feel uh-huh. like I'm I'm uh, handling Dom DeLuise's character
1: half the time. God, do you remember? God, that was so funny. They did a bunch Good of movies together. It was great, and it was like, I don't know, I want to say it was like well, funny, harmless, like, you know.
2: Well, I mean, it, it was it was mildly sexist in a funny way. Yeah. It was mildly racist in a funny way. It was, and, you know, Buford T. Justice was my dad, man. That character with a little thin mustache and smoking his little <laughs> cigarettes, that was my old man. Really? An old Southern cop. Yeah, I swear to God. And my dad loved it, and I never understood why, because it was just like him. He was such a narcissist. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Like Jackie
1: Gleason did such, he, he I mean, he brought that character to life, like he was the villain, but she actually really liked him. Because,
2: you know? And More than that. I mean, you know he was like a big UFO nut, right?
1: Yeah, I'd heard of that, yes yes yeah. nobody knows that much about jackie gleason but yeah because you know he lived a lot he had a home down here in south florida so he lived yeah so uh yeah and, and it's incredible some of the people that actually believed in that before we got to talk about that we got you got to come back and we got to do another show about ufos All and kinds stuff of crazy. like that
2: there's uh, so much and people don't realize there's so much weird ufo stuff in the south there's an area i live live in there's the land between the lakes which people have reported all kinds of creatures. Again, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Dogman, reptilian type creatures. Uh, it goes all the way, you know, kind of up to around Louisville and Lexington and, you know, all that hauntings in there, down and around Allingville, Kentucky, which had like the Great Mud Flood and had mm-hmm. all kinds of different weird, like the uh, Stanford, Kentucky UFO, very few people know about. Wow. Uh, the Kelly, uh, Kelly, Kentucky uh, UFO invasion of all I've things, never Green Man, flooded on the ground
1: we got to talk about that. I've never heard of that.
2: I'm telling you, that's what I love. It's so fun. It's sort of like like my grandbaby. Like I go, you know, just trying different stuff. Like, here, try this, a sweet potato. And the eyes get real big and go, yeah, it's good stuff right here. Boom, dig that. That's (laughs) what this is so fun. Yeah. Because I get to turn people on to new stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. Did you, well, did you see that Staten Friedman? He passed away a few days ago, a couple of weeks ago, I want to say already. Yeah, I hate that. He passed away. I hate that. And uh, But you know what? One of the things about, and I'm not the most, I mean, I know about, I'm I'm not that well informed about UFOs as far as all these cases. I mean, there's a lot of stuff.
0: We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by RootMetrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one, That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.
1: Up there, But, you know, right. one of the things that gets to me is the theory that a lot of the stuff that's out there is, in truth, misinformation. In other words, this, you know, because everybody's always hung up on, you know, the government's always tried to suppress... Any type of accurate UFO information. But then there's the other school that says, yeah, but also part of it was done on purpose, like to spread misinformation obliquely, you know, but that that, that there was a purpose to it. I'm like, oh man, this can get complicated. (laughs)
2: It's like, what? I've I've got one that I can lay on you and you may have heard it. And if not, I won't talk too much about it and we'll save it for the next show. Go ahead. Did you hear anything about America, Russia? I don't know if England did or not, but they had had a program where they took special needs kids, and I don't know if they were terminal or what, but anyway, like where they had crashes and they found little bodies and stuff that supposedly they sacrificed to these special needs kids to continue the myth or the belief that there were actual aliens. There are some people that say, you know, you don't like the Dirk Locke, you know, the uh, Nazi bill and all that.
1: Right, right. All this
2: supposedly was engineered from something, but we never had physical contact with aliens. We built that whole mythos up. So if they wanted to kidnap somebody, abduct somebody, do experimentation with somebody, they could.
1: I had not heard of that. That's pretty horrendous to think of that.
2: It's extremely hardcore. And it really sickens me. You know, obviously, you know, having, you know, especially needs kids and stuff, I mm-hmm. take it to heart. Yes. But, but you know, think about it. You know, we had the, was it the Tulupi? Uh, I'm going to say the wrong word. Mississippi. You know, the one. Right. Sounds like two, Tupelo. There it is. Tupelo, right. Mississippi, where they were, where uh, guys were coming in, uh, those African-Americans, and they were not treating their syphilis.
1: Yes, that's And right. actually
2: released mosquitoes that were infected with, with syphilis. Right, yes. And to see, like... Like that whole thing of going, um, well, they're black, well, maybe they have a stronger resistance. You know, they're not quite, they're not quite human. And this was like,
1: not taste... that,
2: within the century. Well, this uh, life century. The,
1: um, there was part of the research of one of my books was that uh, if you were a prisoner, especially if you okay. were like a, a longer sentence, they mm-hmm. basically would do a you know you could trade uh, takes some time off your sentence if you agreed to basically make yourself a guinea pig for certain drugs
2: right a lot of LSD uh, early LSD but other don't stuff,
1: sometimes other obscure stuff you know like stuff like we don't you know and then it's surprising and you know it's almost like you know chances are it is not gonna turn out good but what do you got to lose you're, you're you've got a 30 year yeah. sentence Maybe you want to make right, it and, you know, twenty-five.
2: You, you signed the paper, yeah. you know. You know, you knew. Yeah. You, you know, we knew what was up. You're yes. probably going to die here anyway, so now why don't you roll the dice?
1: Yeah, exactly. It was usually like I said for for prisoners that had longer sentences, which was like, you know what? You might actually be able to. And one one of the stories I was reading, which was actually, it was a guy that you know, I did the case, the 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 story because he had uh, killed his his uh his wife or his girlfriend i can't remember now and he he agreed to participate it was like a year-long study supposedly and all he got was like all they took was i want to say one year off his sentence it was like he had a 30-year sentence and they took it it was like minimal it was like oh my god is this would you agree to (laughs) wow yeah right you know
2: well and it's uh you know what was the they say the most dangerous words to hear we're here for the government and we want to help
1: I um I know it's
2: kind of a jaded vibe. But no, you, know. Well,
1: you know what? I think a lot of people now are looking back and, and part of people I think is like, Man, were we being fooled all this time or are we being fooled now into being thinking that you know, it's like where does this all be start becoming a big giant uh production mm-hmm. you know, for the benefit mm-hmm. of making people think that things are a certain way when they're not?
2: In a hundred years when they actually release the uh yes, they release the jfk stuff <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was
1: gonna say yeah, throw books, that if in there on. quick <laughs> you
2: know what i mean um maybe we'll know more what happened you know i think yeah. there's a whole covert history of america that yes just from the military standpoint we'll never know
1: i know you look at some of this stuff and you're thinking okay if this is kind of squeezing out now how much more, more. how dark and deep is this abyss of stuff right you know like this is bad it's like do i really want to know how bad this could of things that have been done and right. it's like well God, scary there
2: thought. was a thing in in law enforcement and, and especially in the prison systems uh baiting and i don't mean baiting like they put something to get you in trouble mm-hmm. sometimes somebody would sacrifice something like say if they're in their cell and they'll have like a dope or something right. and they'll have like a stack stack of stamps you're not supposed to have more than x amount of stamps at a time or right, they're not supposed to have x amount of food you know at one time or paperwork because it's a fire hazard or cigarettes right and they'll go and it, you know you make it relatively quick for them to find it you go whoop! Oh, look at that you got six you know uh, six cartons of cigarettes it's not on my thing well dang you know you got me you got me your boss you know but you keep you don't stop you keep going rookies would stop but a lot of times, if you dig more, it's like, ah, oh, man, I was
1: right.
3: thought
2: you might quit there because you know.
1: Yeah, I gave you something. Aren't you happy now? Be on your way. Right. Yeah.
2: You can go down there and show it to your captain. You get a little attaboy. boy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, that's how it works. No, well,
1: yeah, that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, for I'm gonna go to you know south florida was very famous for the drug trade you know that they were saying and, and again this is stuff that you hear and you don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is that you know a lot of the big drug you know uh when they would seize these huge shipments of drugs that basically this was prearranged, you know like okay we'll we'll give you we'll give you a big uh drug bust you know here right. and you know <laughs> they, they had a bunch of other stuff you know that was actually making it through but this, the optics yeah. of it, you know, was right. great. Uh, and then you're thinking, man, yeah. that's a horrible way of thinking that.
2: Well, that- I, I know I had guys that were in there and see what happens is they have a tendency, which is so kind of dumb. It's like uh, they'll say you have a circle. So you have five men that are ahead of a crime family. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll take those guys and say, Well, I'm going to put one in New York. I'm going to put one in California. I'm going to put one in Florida. I'm going to put one up in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're throwing water on a grease fire because each one of those little guys are starting a new little syndicate. Right. And all you did was push those guys out into fresh territories. So, sorry, they're going nuts. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so, it, it, you know, and I've talked to these guys, some of these guys, you know,
1: that's in there for life. They don't care. Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, and that's exactly. And sometimes when you see, when you hear the truth about certain things, that like you said, is like, psh, right. <laughs> about how much right. worse can they get than this? You know.
2: Well, I heard so much. You know, like you know, look, you know, we like you think of a, a, a criminal. Our sons generally don't go into the business. I think godfather. It's a godfather to the point of you want them to do better. But it's like, hey, guess right. what? You get to be a lawyer because we need lawyers to represent us. Hey, right. guess what? You know, you're going to go into politics mm-hmm. you're going to kind of be tight you're going to work your way into the police force okay guess what you're going to go be trained in the military because we need paramilitary guys right. to run the hits
3: mm-hmm.
2: they're everywhere in yes. everything yes so it ain't just the, you know you okay. know West that story goes
1: yeah of course absolutely.
2: it's uh, it's uh, that's a cartoon that people put out because the reality of it's so heavy
1: oh absolutely and it is heavy. okay you gotta come back steve I'm going to go ahead and, I mean, I can, it'll be five hours later and I'll be talking to you because there's so much that I could talk to you about. Don't worry. I'm going to be recontacting you so you can come back. It's gotta, no, 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 it's, it's we, on. We're going to do the UFO conspiracy and whatever show and let's go down the rabbit hole. That's the show that you and me are going to do. God knows. That sounds I great. I to talk about.
2: Deep, dark conspiracy time.
1: Do I'm, it. Okay. Okay. You heard it. He's committed. He's saying he's going to come back and we're going to talk about that. Yay. Yay. Hey. Okay. Darling, thank you so much. Steven has been wonderful to speak to you again.
2: Hey, absolutely. And, and like I said, yeah, just anytime you, you want to talk, let me know. I'm hoping to uh, get a little bit more stuff out, you know? Um, cause like I said, I, it's not been that long ago since I released the books, but it's just, uh, always trying to get new information, get new stories, get new absolutely. things like yeah. that. And, um, but like I said, I've got, there's a guy named Mar- uh, Mark Davowski or something. He's one of the big writers on like stuff like Kolchak and a lot of those early okay. 70s things. he was like a big writer and mm-hmm. then had a lot to do with the settings and the, where the uh, the sets were. Right. I'm actually trying to talk to him and uh, get some more information from him because, because you know me, I'm a huge Kolchak nut.
1: Yeah, I remember guy. It was every Friday.
2: Yeah. But, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, if there's any time somebody you've heard, like on my show, like I said, some people will just, like, don't give a shit and, like, will clip your show. Like, if they know you're having somebody on next week. They'll try to clip mm-hmm. and get in the week before. But especially for somebody I've had on and, uh, and Stephanie that you kind of feel would be a good guest, let me know. Sure. Uh, I try not to make it a lot about my show because I didn't know how it was through wherever you go through.
1: No, that's not but, a problem. Uh, Absolutely not. No, no, no. No. Uh, okay.
2: Could well? Could you do me a favor then? Sure. Um I'm carried through like a thing called Paranormal UK Radio, right? That's out of England, and they're actually like the bigger thing that carries me. I just didn't mention it because I didn't want to step on toes. I didn't want to no, know if it was no, okay no, no, to no, say. Oh, no,
1: of course not. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Well, look, then I'm going to go because I'm. Well, I'm. I'm old, and I got to pee.
1: <laughs> okay. Take care.
2: So. I don't, I don't think you want to take that journey with me.
1: Right, <laughs> no, I do. don't. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye, Steve. Take care. Oh, my God. He's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. He's hilarious. Uh, he's a great storyteller. He's a really great storyteller. Um, he's got a lot of stories, and it's true. <laughs> he tells me about certain things and you know what i guess i've fallen victim to what everybody else does that there's certain stories or part of the country that all the paranormal shows visit and it's the same story and over and over so all of a sudden when somebody starts talking about this other place or this haunting or this ufo sighting you're like what is that i never heard of that and that tells you how much certain stories are recycled over and over again that you're kind of oblivious to all these uh events that parallel or sometimes they're even more interesting than the one that every you know all the shows kind of either they do it and then maybe two years later another one will revive it or another and you're like that's why when he tells me certain things i'm like i've never heard of that and yeah but yeah he's a he's a great storyteller he's very interesting he seems you could tell he's a really good researcher plus he has his own personal experiences um both as, you know, when he was doing corrections and, you know, his own uh, paranormal investigations. It's like well-rounded storyteller. Because, you know, there's a lot of storytellers that I call armchair storytellers. They really have never been out there, especially when we're talking the paranormal. You know, they just do a lot of research, but they've never been out there in the dark, uh, scary uh, house or, you know, like when he was at that at that uh, what, uh, farm you know old you know farmhouse old school kind of thing you know a lot of residual stuff but uh, yeah definitely guys I'm going to have a link to Steve's uh, website if you want to check out his books also uh, he does have a podcast uh, show that he releases on YouTube and I believe Spreaker as well he's got a lot of interesting guests Uh, and he does the stuff plus busy guy busy guy because he's put out two books and he's got others already in the pipeline so real but believe me he's got a lot of food for you know you know to produce as far as and he's a very good storyteller i've read his books besides when we talk i've read his work and he's a very very good interesting storyteller uh but again guys you know I you know, I love I love, like I said, hearing these stories that I never heard before. And this is going out to my true believers. This is and I'm gonna repeat it and I've mentioned it before. This is why I love to get stories from people. Uh about the personal experiences, stuff that's retold. Uh doesn't have to be even a ghost story, it could just be something unusual, maybe something's been retold in your family could have been once it could have been something that was cited several times just to, something weird it doesn't have to be it could be a cryptid sighting or uh what he was describing about that piece of land that they were thinking that maybe there was a, like a dog man type of thing i mean if you listen to the story the person never actually saw what it was but based on what happened with the dog and then uh you know what happened to the truck you know, or so, that what he heard, you know. There's a lot of things that sometimes you don't have an actual sighting. But then when you say, okay, well, if I discount this and this, like, what, what was that? You know, very interesting stuff. So again, my true believers, reach out to me. Uh, email me at martyatmymyghostchronicles.com. You can visit mymyghostchronicles.com as well for links or to whatever the case might be. If you want to submit a story, however you want to retell it, if if you've got a lot of stuff I'll, i'm willing to interview you I'll, I'll 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 set up a show just for you doesn't have to be long don't be shy you know in other words my, my point being that uh this show is not only to interview authors or paranormal investigators in the sense of people that belong to a paranormal group i would love to interview regular people if you want to talk about your experiences or stories that you have some people are storytellers they have their own personal experiences and then they have these stories that they've heard from family and from friends and they've got i want to i'm i want to interview you this is not only so again i don't care if you're if you could tell me well you know what i've never done this before i've never told these stories before or i'm not a paranormal i don't care and again and that's another thing you know when you see these stories and these shows that like, things are sometimes they're tied up either they've done the research which is great and you know in other words they give a history or they know who the ghost was or why the ghost is haunting or 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 and then they have a resolution you know this happened i don't need that you know sometimes things happen because by the way i've gotten a lot of stories along the years where people move in or have this experience and they really don't know the history or the reason behind it okay and then They never have a resolution i've had people that said well i was living at this place this stuff happened and eventually it got resolved because we moved out in other words there was no exorcism there was no uh, showdown with the supernatural and it stopped you know basically it got resolved because for sometimes for the obvious reason which was the family didn't want to put up with what was going on but sometimes for other practical reasons they move out, and they never find out who, what happened, why did that happen? You know. So again, it doesn't it doesn't have to be one of these stories, uh, totally with everything explained. You know, uh, just I want to hear what happened. You know, and again, sometimes it's stuff that you can say. You know, what I remember that my grandmother would say that when she was growing up out in the fields they would see this guy walking around with his head under his arm i don't care god knows nobody probably knows what the history was an urban myth why would somebody see an apparition like that but i don't care just tell me what was that story that you heard retold in your family that your grandmother said or everybody knew i'm good with that so again guys thank you so very much for being part of my audience thank you so much for coming back every week And listening to a new show, and again, don't forget to uh, subscribe, like the videos, or the podcast so you get notified uh, when I release new ones. And I look forward to seeing you guys again. Take care.
0: We did it again.